Straight Riffin is filming from the live internet audience. I am riffin. Mitch is riffin. What more can I say? Straight riffin. Do you know how fucking desperate I am for some comfort in my life? I need that pillow. This show is intended for mature audiences only. I've seen a lot of this. I don't know how much more disgusting this experience could get. Are you really not having a good time? I'm having a fantastic time. I just can't believe how disgusting you are. I kept yelling, I'm, I'm not going to whip the dick out. We talked about that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Featuring your host, Mitch Marzoni. I don't walk around going like, hey, I'm really weird. Look at me, I'm weird. As far as I'm concerned, I'm perfectly normal. It's uh, it's a litmus test for people. Teddy Tuxin. I'm a hate mercenary. Yeah. All right. All right. Hate mercenary. Hate, hate, hate for hire. Hate for hire. I should put on a bit of sky. There are two victimless crimes, all right? One, jerking off when your window's open. Two, <laughs> necrophilia. I'm confessing to a large-scale crime. Okay. All right. right Legs akimbo engaged in sexual discourse. Come on, man. What kind of guest are you? It's archive for posterity. Great internet. So, uh, it'll, uh, it'll come back to haunt you every day. It's time to riff. Oh, that is right, bitches and motherfuckers. It is December 17th, 2012, and it's time to riff the fuck on. I'm your host, Reverend Mitch, confused by why my headphones only have one side working. Oh, there I've we go. I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, where was I? Oh, episode 92, our, our last live episode of 2012. We made it, bitches. Where you at, Mayans? Where you uh, at? With me, as always, uh, I hope I introduced myself. I'm not going to do it again, is my co-host, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Teddy Tutson, the, uh, the oh, hater for hire. Difficult Brown, Teddy TMI Tutson. I'm sorry, the the, okay. the one sided headphone thing it's is okay. fucking with me. Go it's ahead good. and introduce. Say say you. How are you? How the uh, fuck are you? Sir? You know, I'm hanging on right now, trying to make it to 2013. Last of the Mohicans, just running real hard right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Always, Nat Turner's Revenge is on the rise. Yeah. Staring out, got the spirit yeah. of Sojo and the Truth moving okay. me on right now. Right. Django Unchained, baby. The D is silent. All right, uh, <clears throat> and our guest this evening, Mister Lester. How the fuck are you, sir? Uh, I mean, I can't follow that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number right. one, okay, right. okay. Like you, you should have introduced. I'm also a reverend. I feel like that should be. <laughs> well, you had. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, you had to yeah, tell yeah, me this. Number one, you guys didn't. You guys didn't even ask my credits. All right, no, I don't I don't know, bro. We did our real do... thorough background check. We've... Reverend. Yes, sir. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you, absolutely. You, and then you, you, you had you had that whole thing with the Django Unchained and the that Turner, and then it was just like, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. I, just, I don't. <laughs> and, you know, a lot, a lot of stuff happening right now. We've got guys. to give you a bar to jump. Where, yeah, where clearly? Where have you? Where did you get your uh, 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 pastoral credentials, if you will? Uh, where did you get reverendship? Uh, I. Uh, I got them from a website, uh, Universal <laughs> Life Church. There you go. The ULC. Boom. Two thirds of and this there room. Was, there was uh, two options. There was the free option where right, you just right. literally typed in your name and like your phone number. And then there was a second option where they were like, uh, if you give us 10 bucks, you get like a very special like certificate. And I was like, I don't need that. I'll just be a rep. <laughs> Look, I just yeah. need the credentials. Wait, is that an e cigarette or is that the. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, can I, can I puff yeah. it? Which one? What flavor uh, sure. is it? It's uh, Malibu menthol. Oh, because I usually, if you had torque, I usually go with torque. 
torque from from the same people i think halo does make a yeah torque. yeah yeah now i use uh malibu menthol so yeah it's pretty good nice. uh, it's my, my personal favorite my uh my freak out a little bit when look I look at that the it. two reverends uh, in the room are both sinners of the e-cigarette I love, I, e-cigarettes are that's my shit they <laughs> the are they're the, <laughs> besides ipads and the internet and like you know light up shoes that's E-cigarettes, I'm like, this is the future. Every All single right, time yeah. I smoke one, I'm like, this is exactly what oh, do you have, Blade do you Runner have your was. own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what Blade Runner was. I feel I, I do feel very futuristic right? using it. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I will say this though, the fucking the most annoying thing is I need them to be more commonplace so I can just fucking smoke and not be bothered. Well that's, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I people was, come up to you and they have a thousand is what questions you get like listen, when I'm you're not a trailblazer, fucking, Mitch. Right. I'm not I'm not a fucking spokesperson, all right? I'm a dude that smoked for twenty five. You years. and Steven Dorf are pioneers. <laughs> Which, by right the way, now. he he bit off of us because, like, yeah, right. that dude, it, it that dude like, bit so hard with those commercials where he just out by the sea with a finally. That's what, yeah. It's time to take our country back. I'm like, hold oh, on a second. Yeah. I'm not thinking about talking about e-cigarettes yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, yes. no. It was yeah. very much uh, Clint Eastwood's like Ford commercial. It was like it America was like, yeah. at halftime. Guess what? But, yeah. <laughs> it's halftime in my throat. <laughs> Well, that's that's the uh, that's often Nick the thing. About to get a that's second often the wow. thing with most like technology is when it first kind of starts out and when it's sort of nascent, if you will. There is usually a company that does a really shitty job, but they have the most advertising. Right? Money. Yeah, yeah. AOL when the internet was yeah. around, like hey, I didn't know when hey, I first started using. Are you talking shit on the business plan that's sitting like three billion discs <laughs> around the country? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I remember like boy. when I first got <laughs> online, I was I remember I I was you know using the AOL. Well, the dial up and everything, and I went to a friend of mine's house. I went to a friend of mine's house, and yeah, and that's just it. There's no hours. Yeah, that that's the thing that fucked me up because I went to a friend's house, there and, was I was like, and I was like, and I was like, where's your? I was like, where thing. is your AOL icon? He's like, no, you just open Netscape Navigator and you're yeah. online. And I was like, but how do you get on the internet? And he's like, that's it. You're on the yeah. internet. And I was like, what, what, what? I mean, this is, I mean, it was still a dial up, but they had a separate line no, for it. But, I mean, so they that's just, just kept your, it dialed yeah, up. Yeah, that's just yeah. the company providing the you're, info yeah. for you. But I remember like. But AOL was like this walled thing where it was yeah. like, you're using this, this well, program, you, you had which was really like, it's safe. Not, you had it's to not safe. the internet. No. You know what it I mean? It was a safe. It yeah. was almost like. So uh, blue e cigs are basically the that. The AOL yes. of e cigs. Yes. Blue e cigs are the AOL of e cigs. Yeah. Is that what's going on? Because they're really shitty. They're terribly overpriced. And they get you into the mindset, as I found many people who smoke blues like exclusively they think in cartridges yeah they're like well i, I get about i go through about two cartridges a day and they're like right. how many do you go through and i was like i don't no. do cartridges i use I fluid juice. i'm not a slave yeah. we i fucking juice. pour the juice yeah. in i get them in 30 milliliters at a time yeah how much do you pay for cartos you know it's like it, the the translation uh, translation between the two doesn't even work out really because yeah. you're like well i don't know what i would pay for cartos because yeah. i don't i don't buy those anymore yeah. well, i just, would probably go through three a day the way i see yeah. but like, with aol though and the internet back then i feel like it was less about like uh kind of what you're saying but more in the sense that you got this very protected shielded off version of the internet exactly that you could you know, it was perfect for you like pass if you down wanna, to families if you, and if you had multiple kids or whatever. You it know was what I'm it was perfect for like corporate. You know, if corporate they could control your whole yeah. thing because they're like, we know what ads you're seeing when you're seeing them. We yeah. know what websites you visit as you visit them. And it was like it was. But they use their search engine. Very similar. The entire thing was them. It's like, like to think about it now is just insane because you're like. 
nobody would put up with I that. I feel like anymore. it was like M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Do you know what I mean? Very, where very just, much so, yes. Well, you're like, wait a minute. The village of the internet. Yeah. What yeah. you mean? There's a whole other internet outside this internet. Yeah. Well, there's two things I remember. Number one, I remember even younger being on it and being like, this looks like a coloring book. Like, I remember it <laughs> yeah, feeling it does safe. Look, yeah, yeah, I remember that. It felt safe. Yeah. But then number two, I also remember when Net Zero started charging people nine ninety nine, and one of my friends was like, God, we're going to have to get rid of Net Zero because it's going to be like 10 bucks now. And I was like... I remember when yeah, Net Zero was just email. Yeah, I was like... That was the whole purpose not, of Net Zero. Yeah, you should have never paid for it to begin... It, yeah. It's in the name. Like, it's literally what. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I get very saying, What you pay for that free internet service? About $6.99. Well, see, that was, free internet service? That was the thing with the AOL situation is they'd say X amount of hours per month. Would, when looking back, and, and even at the time, like I said, my friends were on an ISP, and I was like, I'm going to get on that. And I went to my mom and was like, listen, we've got to cancel the AOL thing and just go with right, yeah. you know, Earthlink or something. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the, the thing is, there was no like hours. Like, why am I paying no, an ISP? I feel like they had a tracker, though. There was a tracker no, no, no. between they, screen. Yeah. They did. Right. AOL did. But what yeah. I'm saying is they're the only one. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. It's silly that you'd pay AOL for every hour that you were just dialed into their service when no one else charged that way. Right. Everyone else charged yeah, you just a flat monthly rooms, rate. Or they'd, or they'd charge you as, and but they still see, do in some cases. Con, because you didn't need <laughs> AOL to have instant messenger. You, you, ah, you did it first. You did it you first. Needed the okay, okay, you needed for the like chat rooms. Until, until around I'm gonna say like 99. One around no. 99 is when they That's start like opening you didn't up need the an chat rooms. Back in no. the chat here. Uh, the, the, the instant messenger as a standalone application. Maybe yeah, maybe 98, 98. Yeah, Unless you were like say, fucking around with Trillion or something. I had it on my gateway computer. Right. In middle school. So I was like, it must have been my eighth grade, so it would have been like 97, 98. Right, okay. So yeah. that's, that's when it was like standalone. Yeah. yeah. Did the old At first, though, it didn't used to yeah. be. It mom was mom got a gateway. Custom made. Remember? Box. Yeah. Oh, God. With remember the cow that? box? Dude, cow you're box? not getting a yeah, Dell. Yeah, no, you're uh, good. You're right. good. Yeah, no, I remember the cow box. Whenever like, I had a friend that got a gateway, and I was like, you see the cow box, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Splurging. All right. Yeah. Big shit. No. Excuse me while I type on my Renaissance computer. Well, like, it was just. <laughs> it was just the biggest con. It's, I, I mean, I guess it's just like anything else where you just sell someone on the packaging, but they're like, "This is home homegrown, and that's right? why it's you a get cow. to customize everything that's, that's in the box." That's why it's a cow. I'm like, oh my god, this really is America. But it was still a bunch of Chinese kids building <laughs> yeah, a computer. Dude. Well, it's Definitely. like it's like Tesla sells an electric car. They sell it in every one of their configurations. They sell two, sometimes three models, right? And it's the speed or the, the the amount of capacity in the battery and then if you have like the the highest end you know sort of premium version one they also allow you to use these uh, super fast charging stations where if you don't pay as much you don't get oh, to right, use yeah. those and i'm going like that's one of those things and in, in not very long in First just all, a few yeah. years they'll all just be right, that, that one. one yeah absolutely you know but right now you gotta play well you gotta set up some tiers you know what i mean yeah. you can't just be you can't just be generous and shit to people like you give a fuck about come them. on now yeah. you know what i mean what kind, right. of, what kind of way is that to run i will business? say seven a seven seat sedan is pretty impressive because they built not a sedan anymore. They dude. built it up from the they built it from the ground up. Sedan, and that sedan. was their whole thing. That's a like, boat wagon. If you start out, like if you don't try to make a car electric, you make an electric car, you know what I mean? Right. That was their whole thing. It was like, we're gonna start from the ground up saying like this is an electric car. So the entire front end is basically just an impact zone. There's like just yeah. battery no, I mean I, I worked then, next So they got they got the two front seats and then they got 
three back seats, and then they they put like two other sort of facing seats because you I can, never saw any of those models. The, uh, but the I model did. S. It's pretty I impressive. I did. I was work, nice I worked car. for a while next or maybe to maybe a six seater. The I'll Tesla store. Um, that was that's here in town, um, kind of West LA. The one that's on the way, yeah, on Santa on, on yeah. Santa Monica. Yes, I was. It was right next to them. Uh, so it was always interesting to see who would come over and check out the various Teslas and stuff. And I mean, they're they gorgeous would, fucking. They cars. would throw you know, and they would always have them in the window or whatever. And I'd be like, you know, they def- they definitely seem like very nice cars. Uh, very inconsiderate in terms of the neighbor's space. Uh, from a real estate perspective, y'all motherfuckers are very trifling. Tesla, y'all need to ask permission before y'all throw a block party next time, okay? Nah, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care about you at all. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. Uh, You're right. Wait, let me see that back seat again. There's a lot of seats in that back seat. Dude. Yeah, there's three uh, easily right there, but then they fit two. You know what? Two if, more behind it. Hold on, I'll find it if I can. Because they were like, sense, just dude. because we we will. Like it makes sense, dude. This is, this is this is yeah. The, uh, see, uh, no, five adults plus two children yeah. is what they call it. They so built, basically, behind those three seats you no, saw, same. there's just extra space back here. That's almost like, like a that's hatchback. That's for refugees, bro. Well, no, they <laughs> that's what that is for. They essentially plus two built, immigrants. They essentially built that Lexus from Minority Report. Yeah, you know, that's it. It yeah, just needs to drive sideways at this point essentially like, yeah. yeah they just need to hit a fucking ramp and yeah <laughs> a retina scanner hit you off going to the gap you know i mean that's but waiting for that i just looking te- forward to that shit tesla's interesting uh in the sense that i feel like considering what they're all about they still haven't really penetrated too much into the greater social consciousness do you know well, it's still. I still feel like it's still very much so. But here's I. Let me tell you why I like stuff like that because it just shows you, like, how much money you have. You know what I mean? Right. Because there, there's a very thin window of being like, okay, like. Well, to be fair, they're not that expensive. The difference, the the problem is, of course, that like these someone aren't. Who has money? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, really, it's it's like a it's like your it's like a standard it's like a BMW five series, give or take. What? Did you hear like that? Did you hear, wait, no, no, no. How much does a Tesla cost? Now I want to know. I've always thought they were like, like $150,000. Like, no, 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 no. Really? Not at all. You're talking about like, yeah, like the, 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 the Roadster. Yeah. The Roadster is about, a, about 95, I think. Okay. The Model S is in the 50s and 60s. What? Yeah. Yeah. But you'd have to reserve it. You mean to tell me I just spent all of my money <laughs> on a Hyundai Accent? <laughs> And I could have gotten that test. Now, do you and go on road trips? Do you go on road trips? But you have to reserve one, right? You have to reserve yeah, yeah, one. But you can't just buy one. See, see, that's where they get yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Because you think that, oh, yeah, hey, that's for me. Oh, yeah. Um, how much money do you have on your person now? Uh, like 350 uh, Well, we could make an exception, I guess, for 3000 foot. No, I got like $3 <laughs> and, and two quarters. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the 85, yeah, the 85 kilowatt, the super high-end version is 92, apparently. Okay, see, okay. you talking crazy. The 40, yeah, kilowatt. Oh, yeah, oh, you get the old poor version that is okay. going to fuck it. You're going to make it to I one. I said they started a 5 Series. The yeah. 5 Series yeah. is about 57. How many kilowatt? I'm probably not going to be able to drive down into my driveway to check my mail, am I? Come on now, <laughs> you stingy bastards. I love that they have, like, the money down, 15000 If you just have, like, 15000 to put down on a car, yeah, you're, 
you're going to test for you. You're not going to wait for a year for a Tesla Model S to show up. You fucking look at the website with your chains on it. And furthermore, you you live in an apartment, yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, you're fucked because you can't plug it in anywhere. So sure you can. Doesn't apply to you anyway, motherfucker. Where do you? Okay. So let's say you basically fail all of the standards. Wait, I have a house, right? Let's say I have a house. Suppose you have a house. Let's entertain this hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say I got a house and fifteen thousand to put down. And a year to wait for my Tesla. Yeah. I got a permanent uh, residence. Let's right. say I'll own something yeah. I never will, right. and I'll have an amount of money you that I'll have. never have. Yeah. That's not um, that much, but I right, know. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, at once. For hypothetical, I'll, y'all I'll say have, that's a lot okay. of money. Right. I've, yeah, I've yeah, made fifteen thousand dollars in like let's, the past let's seven say years. That. It's it's happened for me. But okay. uh, well, congratulations no, on that milestone. You know, it's not a big deal to me. You're down payment. I made I made seventeen thousand or seventeen dollars a thousand Damn, times. So <laughs> there you go. Um, See, they just drop this. Uh, okay, so next now, time you do that, put it down on a Tesla Model S. Yes, I'll just the wait. first five thousand just to hold Listen, on to yeah, it, just uh, to tell them you're thinking about it. Can y'all forward all of my paychecks for the first half of the year to the Tesla right, company? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you could catch up. <laughs> Like oh, you can't do that. You can't. I feel, I feel like, no, just, well, I'll just it, say my. Now, people like us I just can. want to prove I that I can make could, par- car payments yeah. when they and happen. I've told, I've told Mitch about when I when I worked in payroll and, and people just, just went almost months without getting paid. And that shit just blew my mind wide. I was like, you, yeah. could, you could go? And you left that much money on the table? Let me tell you a oh 100%. Yeah, then you 100%, don't need it anymore. That yeah. is my rule. This is a 100% true story. Here's how bad. Like it, I've always needed every single dollar that's ever come to me. <laughs> I, I worked at McDonald's from 13 to 17. And one time uh, they, uh, they messed up payroll so we didn't get paid for those two weeks. And then on the next cycle, they were going to pay us. So the, the second cycle comes around and... You know, everyone's like, hey, can we get our checks? And like, they actually don't come until tomorrow. It's one more day. Sorry, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I swear <laughs> to God I did this. Uh, they were like, okay, can you go mop out front? And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I filled up the mop bucket. Uh, I went into the middle of the lobby. I took the mop out, sat against the counter. And then I just kicked over the bucket and walked out. <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> just Very well done. For- 24 hours. I just needed to wait 24 more hours. I had already gone almost a month. <laughs> just like, no. I can't do no, this. It's a good thing they didn't I make have Shawshank a, around I have a too. similar yeah. story. I have a similar story, okay. not of at a job per se, but very close in uh, one of the first jobs I had post high school in my first department. It was actually my second job. And uh, I, uh, you know, it was a full time job. It was a uh, telemarketing. Right. But um, I was. Uh, it was like a Wednesday, I got paid on Friday kind of thing, where right. I was like, I'm really fucking hungry, and I'm out of smokes, which right. is like the worst combo. Right, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I get paid Friday. So I went to the bank to to check the old, try to get some money out of the ATM. I was like, I think I got like $12 in there. You know, let's see if they'll do 10 right. you yeah. know what I mean? Because I hadn't used that many ATMs in my right. life at that point. And uh, it was, it was I could get no purchase. So uh, I was like, okay, I'll just write down on a piece of paper... Like, I owe you amount of my paycheck, and I will deposit that, and I will take out just the $20 I need to get me through to Friday, or right. $40, I think it was. And then when it comes around, I'll just throw that in, and we're all good. <laughs> Which, by the way, that is not how it works. <laughs> nope. That does no, not sir. Wait, as you no, were telling sir. that, I was like, wait, wait a second. Wait, I was trying to process the whole time. I was like, time? I was like wait, wait. It gets worse. Who did you give so it? I what I did was, who did you give I it took to? a piece of paper out of my car, and I wrote, oh. I owe you... 40 bucks or whatever it was, right? right? And I signed it because I'm, right, I'm, I'm good for yeah. it. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. I'm professional. <laughs> and I put that in a little envelope. I put that in the ATM. And I, told, and I told the ATM, this is, you know, how much I'm depositing. And it was like the amount of my paycheck. Right. Which it wasn't. Um, and the ATM was like, thank you for that. Your account balance is now blank. And I was like, cool, let me get 40 bucks. And it was like, no. And I thought, okay, no harm, no foul. Right. Right? I tried something. It didn't work. I'm going home. Right, yeah, yeah. The bank did not see it that way. Uh, it was a credit union. I still, to this day, cannot get uh, into a credit union. This was, that was, uh, it was 15, six, almost 16 years ago. Oh, my God. And they still, like, any credit union I go to is like, <laughs> nah because we got this. So what was interesting Damn, was so you got the, they it, took that slip of paper big credit and it traveled like that. It traveled yeah. like the entire world practically, <laughs> and everybody who got their hands on it wrote a note or stamped it with like void. It was like, look, we all know. Right, My yeah. mom got it. My mom got it like two months later, and was like, like called me up. and was like, I got this thing. You wrote an IOU to the bank. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> So she like she she showed it to me when I went out to visit her like that year, and it was hilarious how many void, not valid, don't process, not a deposit, not a valid deposit, and then just little notes like different numbers and shit were just all over this thing. Like people saw it and had to like make a note on it that I'm they sure had you, seen. I'm it. sure if you had been in a bank at that someone time, someone at that someone in that branch, like in that in in anybody who worked with that bank over the course of like a year or several months, probably to this day. Remember, like, we'll tell somebody. That's like, what I'm saying, son. Everyone tell you something I saw. When once. old man, everybody, I bet you I could do a I fucking still remember solid, his name. I could do a solid 60 minute documentary, yeah. Netflix release about <laughs> the IOU that went round the world. Yeah. It would be like yeah. it would be like that website. Where's George? Yeah, right. just, exactly. It's IOU. Just exactly. people just angrily. Yeah, no, right. yeah. that's not things. how banks work. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Everybody who's a how, fucking banker had to get their hand in on that. Do you see how it's no harm, no foul? Though I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. No, all the no, dude, because nothing happened. Files. I didn't I, get anything you, out of it. Do you know what a? Do you see what banks do to people who just try to get their own money out, son? <laughs> Let alone a motherfucker who has the audacity to say you, I owe you. Yeah, like I was I, being good for it. Like lucky, I owe you. You're lucky I you signed that it. shit off back in the day, son. Lloyd Blankvine would have you dead right now, B. I'm just saying. Jamie Demond would have your house burned to the ground. You'd have Bushka disappeared somewhere into a landfill. So I'm like, cat. You think Jamie DeMond's gonna tolerate motherfuckers putting IOUs in his deposit slips? Again, I was, it's just diamond, at least though. I put my name on it. Is it diamond? It's just diamond. I like to call him DeMond. <laughs> I like to call him DeMond. I, I, know I only know that because I watched uh, Too Big to Fail and Inside Job. Is it diamond? Yeah, I always thought it was DeMond. Well, no, the only reason I remember specifically thinking, like, or focusing on his name so much, I was like, man, this nigga is so rich and his last name is Diamond. <laughs> You were Have you ever seen inside in like the fucking portraits in his house? And I'm like, yeah. I can't wait to rip that shit off the yeah. wall. Yeah, oh, I cannot God. wait. I can't wait to fucking. Even when Gotham falls apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't wait for the Batman Bane montage. Yeah, I mean, he's literally like, when I see him, he literally looks like the personification of like opulence. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of chubby. Like his, his face. Little... His face looks like someone who has uh, earned everything and deserves none of it. Yeah, his, he looks the epitome of that. Yeah, in the face. Uh, now that I know his actual name, Ed Diamond, Jamie Diamond. Diamond. If I call him Demond, though, it makes him seem like no. somewhat of an illegitimate. Well, see, black Jamie Diamond. Here, no, no, we got it. We got to talk Diamond. about this. Jamie, uh, CEO of JP Morgan. Yeah. Jamie Diamond? Yeah. yeah. Jamie Diamond. Damn. Oh, without the D at the end. What a smug bastard. See, see it, black, see black. Oh, Diamond. Yeah. They always Dimon. change. They always make the names like Wait, D I M O N. D I M O N. It's Diamond. Diamond. You call him Diamond? Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's probably how it'd be pronounced in French. But it's diamond. I'm getting my Robespierre on, motherfucker. Diamond. I think he wants to be called Diamond. Oh, yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, the oh, yeah. So me and my he wants cousin... to sound Jewish. I know what's up. <laughs> John Valjean will live again. <laughs> me and my uh, cousin Walt uh, used to work at a steakhouse in Georgia, and uh, we were both servers. And there was another uh, another black dude that worked with us named Devin, and my cousin is like like I'm. I'm like kind of hood, but like not really. Like I just grew up poor. There's a big difference yeah. between like yeah. being poor. And you hood probably mind. You, you and I have a similar probably yeah, hood yeah. index on the spectrum. Do you know what I mean? Well, like we had a lot of cousins who were much more hood than us. Yeah, and we were probably were you the tech cousin? Yeah, no, you no. You, here's here's my thing. We all we all were really poor. We all in the same neighborhood. I was the hood cousin. Like, or you were the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the hood guy. Oh, I'm just man. look. Oh man! I, I was in Phoenix. My That's other cousins all lived in like Northern California, like in, in like Silicon Valley and shit. Like they're all like up in the rich, richy rich. So I would have been the hood cousin because I was running around like robbing houses and like stealing shit yeah, in the stores. Cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all right. So the thing is like I, I feel blacker than ever right now. Not like awesome. awesome. Word. See, like all my co- like okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Like I could never. I know something about being black. I could like never equal the hoodness of my family because oh, like I, I just like i would steal and all that crap but then yeah. like my cousin had both of his knees shot out like oh, i'll never that. i'll never beat that you know that's, that's fair and you don't want to and yeah. you don't want to bro you don't want Yo, to you think it's a game yeah. you think it's a game? i got no patellas be like oh all right, all right, okay all right. and then you win right. yeah, yeah yeah you're it's more than me it's over. but uh what about this whoever has the most patellas <laughs> so, yeah. wins. oh you look at you yeah. look at you with your bending ass yeah. self. you ain't gangster <laughs> you don't know nothing about the streets but, you know the sad part is that that cousin can't who be in the business who had his uh who had his uh kneecap shot out that same cousin stole 80 dollars from me three weeks before and when i found out i was like good dog Oh, and I was like, wait, I just, I just, I'm so hood. I just equated my cousin never walking again with $80. And I was like, maybe I am. I bet hood. you didn't. Maybe yeah, I am. You were a little bit. Yeah, maybe I am just a little bit hood. Do, do you get hood wings when that happens? I you mean, do. do you get like a little you get, lapel you get, thing? Yeah, you get, and then you get. Shaped uh, like a bullet. Your meat you mug gets a little get, bit meaner. You get your first girlfriend's name tattooed on your on yeah. your back in cholo cursive. Yeah. And then wings coming off yeah, it like right. Ja Rule. Yeah. Second time, you might get it on your neck. It disappears yeah, yeah. overnight. You know what I mean? You're like, who is this? I've never even met this girl before. And then she just like shows up at your door. She's like, I heard about you. Yeah. So I have your I'm tattoo Chanel. on my ass. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I guess we meant to be together for so look at least my a ankle. week. Look at my ankle. Yeah, yeah. It's usually about the ankle. Yeah. 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 The thing, people think uh, people from the hood have a bunch of tattoos, and they're just birthmarks. They're, yeah. like, <laughs> they're just hood birthmarks. <laughs> I'm looking for Sharonda. Yeah. Oh, I don't oh know her either. But. I've known you my whole <laughs> life. And then they show their forearm. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Anyway, if you meet um, forearms, do they spell so, something together? Like transformers so amazing, like come though. together. And, I would love to live in no, like Voltron. Rather, there's a parallel universe where there's a hood somewhere where people just like get names just on them appear. They're just looking around for them in the hood all day. Oh yeah, that'd be a beautiful ABC Family story. Uh, if I can make this story, Brandy If I can make this story really white, I named my cat before I got him. Oh yeah, I went looking for a cat that I could call Bushka. So that's you are kind of hood. Sort of. That's sort okay, of wait, the same no, okay, thing. Okay, no. Okay, wait, no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> We're, we got to get. I'm sort this. of going to pretend it's like totally the same thing. Okay, I'm okay. so hood. Bushka, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. number one, where's the name come from? A dream, not Russia, dude. Dear, because Babushka okay. apparently means grandma. This is literally. 
the most intense cat story I've ever heard. <laughs> Number one, you're like, I dreamed its name before. Okay, Bushka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so you dreamed the name. Now, yeah, yeah. were you just looking for any cat to call Bushka, or were you like, it has to look like Bushka? Uh, actually, originally in my head, I had a vision of like what Bushka would look like. And then I went, uh, Craigslist or something right. and a girl had two kittens. They were Aussie cats, which okay. I was like, dude, I want an Aussie cat so bad. Cause they have that cool marbling right. thing. And he was like a ha- you don't know, half breed Aussie cat, something like that. And uh, I showed up and he was under her like kitchen table. Okay. And I said, Bushka. Okay. And he ran across the floor and crawled up my leg and all the way to my my chest. You know, kittens, they just oh, yeah. death claws. And I went like this to, like, pull him off, and he just let go. And I was like, that's that's my bushka. I'm good. Like, that's, that I'm, was it. I'm good. Twelve years later, he's still kicking it, you know. So we're, we're all right, you know. Dude, why didn't you, like, dream about, like, I know, mansion. something better, you know? <laughs> I do, but they don't just come but, to me. Yeah, I don't think, get, do I don't get to just walk out and go, been that's my mansion. all day? Every day, I'm not even kidding. If that happened to me, if your story just happened to me, I would seriously just take pills all day and just be sleeping and be like, please imagine $40,000 yeah, just like, on my doorstep. Hey, I see you asked in a while. Oh, you know he got that new ambience apartment. Yeah. He's just, no man, I I love dreaming. dreaming. I love dreaming for that reason, man. Like the weirdest shit happens in my dreams. Almost none of it comes true. But every once in a while I have weird ones. The weirdest one I can remember. Oh, you even got a T3 Kanger on there. Impressive. Wait, that's your own? No, that's this yours? is mine. This is mine. I just oh, it. Like, wait, I, oh, nice. like, nice. I, I was trying to suck the last little juice out of it. Do you need? Uh, I got oh, some. Shit. Do you have some? What do you? What, what you got over wait, here? Wait, hold on a second. Try this. It uh, tastes like Ecto Cooler when you were this a kid. Remember high C Ecto Cooler? We are closing out. Riffin I also 2012. have uh, this is called radiator fluid. It tastes like black licorice. I believe uh, this is the uh, first time that delicious. a guest has brought uh, their own. I'm uh, impressed. Their yeah. own. Uh, what is that? Was that six fifty? With this here. Uh, the uh, oh shit! Here come the jargon, right? Dude, now. I'm not even going to. Right, I was just thinking just... like the the capacity oh, no, of the battery. No, no, no. Oh yeah, no, no, no. That's a six fifty. All of these things are synonyms. Well, they have four fifties. I kind of want to get one just because it's smaller. I use it the clubs. Is yours the adjustment? That power. also means penis. no, no. Uh, okay. My friend has that one. That one's pretty. Intense. I uh, I had both of them because I bought him one of these, the pass through ones, and then um, but I broke one of his, so I lent him mine while I bought him another one, uh-huh. and then uh, I broke that one. So no, wait, no. Now I remember. All right, shit, fuck the hell. He needed good. one, and I was waiting for his to arrive. That's what it was. So he borrowed uh-huh. mine while his arrived, and then I broke his. So he still has mine. Which but one is this? That is called Ecto Chill, dude. This shit. I don't it even, tastes like I don't Ecto Cooler when you were a kid. And it's phenomenal. Ecto Chill. You don't that's curse? Like, that's like some Capri nah. Sun. Is there a reason for the no cursing? Yeah, it's really weird. Like, uh, I'll, I'll curse in my regular life every once in a while, but when uh, when you're going like out told, over the airwaves? No, yeah, well, when I was Is this like... Is a religious thing? What's going on? It's not even. Like, when I was first... I I'm worried I about your friend, do, Teddy. I, do, I started to do stand-up. Yeah, my friend. When, or when I decided to do stand-up, I was very young, like 16. But uh, Was this pre or post tipping over uh, the mop bucket at McDonald's? This is pre. Okay. Pre. So I've always wow. known. I've always known I wanted to do stand up. But yeah, absolutely. Man man. with a calling. See, um, you have dreams too. Yeah. 
And uh, mine's just a silly cat. It ain't, it ain't all I should have dreamed about the cat, and it would have come true. Yeah, Yasu's up. going home tonight to be like, come that's, on. that's how my dreams fuck with me. Is because the shit that comes true in my dreams is always like inconsequential shit like that. I was, right. in, Damn, I was in, very quickly like one time. I no, he's great, but you know he hasn't like done anything for me. He's gotten me laid, I'm sure, a few times. But Damn, um, you see how quick a motherfucker gets under the bus. He he doesn't like the probably crying podcast. right he's now. Like, he hangs out crying. And, um, after the show, he sometimes will hop up on Not the table. Tonight, but uh, he uh, but yo yo was gonna say. Well, I remember one time uh, when I was probably like 13 or 14 years old, I had a weird dream that my friend just showed up out of nowhere and invited me camping with his family. And in the dream, like, I thought I was dead, so I was doing a bunch of crazy shit, because I thought, like, well, I'm dead, it doesn't matter. But then it turned out I wasn't dead, and it was like, because I wasn't dead, that's why I had the guts to do all that weird shit. Whatever. I get it. Inconsequential for the purposes of the dream. I woke up to my friend tapping on my shoulder and was like, are you going camping with us? We're going camping today. And I was like, what? Yeah, it was crazy. Dude, that's intense. But that's, I mean, again... Out of like thousands, literally thousands of dreams, there's not okay, that many that ever actually. I mean, I mean, I have some still, really weird that, ones. For dreams, it's pretty high ratio. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, like that's what Carl it. Jung calls synchronicity. <laughs> you know, like that's just I don't know because I I personally have never experienced anything like that. You know, and like. I don't. I don't want. Are we gonna get? Very you, no, wait, you've never had a dream where like wait, you got into a car accident and then a few days later you got a car accident no. or anything like Did that. This? Is it Jung no. or Jung? Huh? Carl Young or Jung? Is it's it young. It's Young. We've, we've, yeah. we've Don't check this out yeah, before. Yeah. Did we? Oh, yeah. I don't know if we settled it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I um, asked a few psychiatrists as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> but like my mom. Good background. My yeah, mom, you know? like if, let's say, like the day I was in a car accident and when it happened, she called me five minutes later. And because she always has this thing where like if her kids are in any kind of trouble or duress, she gets a really bad stomachache. But it's a specific kind. And she always knows. So you're the, the right side thing. and your brother right. or no, sister's the left yeah. side well, or what? She, no, no, no. It's not like a, it, it's the same stomachache, so then she'll call all of us. But oh. it's a very specific type. It's very like, strange. It's a, yeah, but like, you know, like one time my sister got a DUI and she like knew immediately and like just it's just really weird. But you guys, like, you guys can't have, fuck like, up at all. That's why you're Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but uh, even back to like the cursing thing. Real oh, yeah. Quick. Sorry, um, sorry. No, no, it's fine. I just uh, when I we finally haven't had a weird riff like this it. in a while. Yeah. It's good. I like this. Good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, old school. Chris yeah. Miller and next and next we're going to talk about what uh, reality is like on the fourth dimension, guys. Yeah. It's really just Wait, we riff in fourth dimensions all the time, baby. It's just math, guys. That's just what we do. Give them back and forth. My mom. Tesseractor too. All but, right, let's yeah. do it. Oh, dude, yeah. I, that's actually you know, it's my next tattoo. Is I decided I'm gonna get a Tesseract. All I just, right. I love the design. Dolly was obsessed. Nothing. Do you ever go to the the Wikipedia entry and they have that 3D Tesseract yeah. and you just watch that for hours? Going yeah. like, wait, but how? Yeah, and exactly. you're thinking to yourself, I'd love to see that in person. Yeah, surely there's got to be a way to. All right, go you ahead. Can't. Sorry. No, it's just it. It's all mind blowing. And then, yeah. um, you ever see the back, Tesseract back, animation? I'll pull. I'll pull it up. Yeah, you ahead. have to. Go ahead. Maybe you, you can go on with your thing. I'll oh, okay. pull it up. Don't no, it's just one of those things when I finally I decided to do stand up. My mom was like, "Hey, just don't curse." And I was like, "Why?" She was like, "Oh, just see where it takes you." And then I was like, "Okay." And so I just have never cursed on stage. And then just because you know we're out every night doing this, like it just kind of filtered into my real life because I actually cursed a ton. <laughs> like I was, I was that guy who was like, "Up." Oh, 
he's gonna say fuck in a second. You know, yeah. <laughs> these motherfuckers always yeah, be motherfucking yeah. motherfuckers. See yeah. what I'm saying? Like oh, you look yeah. at that tesseract and you and you're going yeah. like, yeah, I could see that being like a little office toy or something. But yeah. then you're like, no way, you can't yeah, actually. It, it would be it no way to do that. Doesn't exist. Oh god. But it looks like it totally could. Yeah. That's I just everything about it is just I don't know. Yeah. I feel like in be it religious or not, I feel like that's the epitome of like what God or the universe is. You know what I mean? Just like Fair this unending touche. Kind of, yeah. right. I dig it. I can get down with that. Yeah. No, right. no. It's, good. it's also it's, good. Oh, God, it's so interesting. Are you is anybody else obsessed with like I'm completely upset obsessed with space. Like if I weren't a, if I weren't a comic, like I'd be an astrophysicist. Um I I, I, I see here's the thing about that. <laughs> and this is where like this is where I I'm like because I just hate myself. Uh where I like I think like that and then immediately afterwards a voice in my head goes, Don't pretend like you picked comedy because you're smart enough to be an astro- astrophysicist, but you decided to like make dick jokes instead, right? You know what no. I'm saying? Not, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, like for me, no, that's I, what I, I think I, immediately I'm afterwards. Even for you, I, I, I feel like I don't know. Are you? I, mean, guys, I don't know. Are you guys believers in fate? Because I'm not. I'm. I'm actually very opposed no, to the I, idea. I do like. I do like uh, interesting coincidences. Me too. A lot. But I don't. I would I, never go so far as to be I like. Feel like fit. Exactly. You know? I feel like everyone makes their own choice, and I yeah. feel like that you personally, given your personality. By the way, uh, I realized just now as we were talking that we've done a show together, and I completely forgot about it. Maybe a year and a half ago. Oh. Yeah. I want to say. Oh no! It had to have been a little longer. Did you ever do the Stove Piper? Do you remember that place in the valley? I'm 99% sure it was me and you. It was either there or some other. Just the two of you, bro. bro. Nobody no, but else. I'm saying that. Just riding it. No, I just, I finally, when. Uh, what? Where, just You just know. said a certain word and it triggered my memory. Right. I was like, oh my God, I've seen him on stage. I'm sorry. Show you. No, 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 it's fine. I know. I'm sorry, I don't remember. No, 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 it's fine. I just I have one of those. Kind of I may memories. have, but it, I, I don't, the name doesn't stick out. So no, it would have no, been no. one of those things I stopped by Wait. once. Was it? Did you ever used to go to Westwood Brew Company? All right, years yeah. ago. Yep, once. Me too. One I'm time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Worst I, show of my and life. And you don't believe oh, it? I made a you new both <laughs> reference. You got your old e-cigarettes. You That's why up you look familiar to me now. I'm like, his face looks familiar. You're both yeah, from that the would be, hood. That would explain. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You one got of the, warrants. Probably one of the worst shows of my life there, and. And uh, I have a lifelong new enemy because of that place. So you know. Wait, who? I don't. Oh, we'll talk about that off the air. Uh, wait, initials. Nope, not even doing that. Really? No, oh, it's way man. too easy to uh, guess. Okay, yeah. Sorry, it'd be way You're too like easy. Dane Cook. I'm like, those aren't initials. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just it. If it was somebody famous, I wouldn't care because, like, right, yeah, they're not they getting care? anything yeah, out yeah, of yeah, me exactly, saying their name. Exactly. But somebody non-famous, yeah. somebody at home might Google them, and no, yeah, I'm not helping your career like well, yeah, that, motherfucker. Exactly. And then it's like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and then he said this about me on straight riffing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate him. You know. See, do comics are the worst people do you guys not yes. get sick this of is yeah. like uh, yeah. this is one of those yeah. things i will only yeah. take Absolutely. a grudge on personal levels Absolutely. if yeah. it was like a friend told me you know i'd be like well that's your grudge mm-hmm. uh, i'll let that i'll let that be your grudge and if i hear another story i'll be like you know it's funny i heard somebody else tell a similar story right. yeah, yeah. that I'm about glad, the yeah. i'm glad you mentioned that because i i wanted to uh once you were on here uh ask you about uh the Chris Rock interview in Vanity Fair. Judd Apatow gets the comedy. He's the only, he's the third person who ever gets to guest edit Vanity right. Fair. Does a comedy issue. Yeah. Uh, does this interview with Chris Rock back in September? An email interview. First question from Apatow is: Do you think comics are better today than you know the Saw comics that. that you grew Saw up that. with? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Chris Rock's answer was: Hell fucking no. Yeah. 
uh, and made a very articulate answer. Uh, and I don't think it was articulate, though. You don't can, think we, it was articulate? Can, we, can we talk about this for a second? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You want me to pull uh, it up so I can get the exact thing? Yeah. Uh, what what he says, they're not better. Do you think people today are better than Carlin or Bill Cosby? And he named all these legends. And I'm like, that's because they're time-tested, number one. Number two, it's almost like picking your favorite Bond. You know what I mean? You're always going to like the James Bond that you saw first. Always. No one's ever been like... No one ever saw Pierce Brosnan, and then we're like, "But I just I, Roger Moore is so much better." You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's your your initial reaction. These are the guys he was raised with. Similar so- to that is uh, what I talk <laughs> about when it comes to like Japanese horror films. Oddly enough, uh, because uh, I find that people uh, are very divided on you know mm-hmm. when they remake them for American mm-hmm. audiences, people are very divided. And I found that it, it almost seems like it's the one you saw first. Right. For instance, like uh, The Ring, I saw the American version first. Yeah. Hated the Japanese Ringo version. Ringo is terrible, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> but did, which one did you see first? I saw The Ring first. Did I? Yeah, exactly. And, but the uh, the Grudge, the saw American the version one? American yeah. version sucked. Yeah. Saw the Japanese version first as well. Phenomenal. One Missed Call, also saw that first. Yeah. first. And both of those, I like the Japanese versions better, but I also saw them first. Right. And I don't know if I'd have seen Ringu first if I would have thought like the Ring was yeah. better or not. You know, I thought the that. Ring was way but better than Ringu. People ahead, do. Sorry, oh, I was going to say people do that a lot with The Office too, because I saw the British version first, and I was like, this is just so much better than the American one. And then the people that saw the American version first just are ride or die for it. And I'm just like, no, it's but I not think, even. I think they're two very different, uh, very different creations. So I think it's like a, it's a, almost misguided to even try yeah. and have the comparison. But the that's what I'm. Wondering. But it's the more first, of like, but hey, the first I wonder. Two seasons of the American Office are just the British one. Yeah, like no, just, no doubt. They and, yeah, so yeah, no, it definitely. I mean, and and, and Gervais was uh, involved with some yeah, of that yeah. process. But I think, I feel like the point that the two of you are discussing as it relates to what Chris Rock is talking about is not what he was mainly articulating. Yeah, in you. that I'm statement, reading the quote now because his and main I, point is the sense that. Those people that you're talking about, it's not that their material is time-tested. It's more in the sense of what they had to do and who they had to entertain to reach the stasis that they did. Right. And so his main point is the sense that you've got these very selective audiences that can sort of hold up people as their champions, but those people can't cross realms in a sense. Okay. And I agree with that okay, assessment. Okay, but here, let's, yeah, okay, yeah. Let, I wanna, let's deconstruct I'll, that I'll give you second. real quick his okay, actual quote, quote yeah, just yeah. so we can have yeah, it yeah. on the what we have now is black comics only work black crowds, gay comics only do gay crowds, and southern comics only work down south, and so on with Asian, Latino, Indian, midgets, etc. The previous generation's comics were better because they had to make everybody laugh. Richard Pryor could do the Ed Sullivan show and play the Apollo. Seinfeld can work any crowd. Ellen can work any crowd. Lopez can work any crowd. And a few more, but the rest of them are just situational comics. So Okay, now, that was with, the, that, yeah. with that being said, uh, number one, we have... Today, we have the opportunities to play to those specifics, if that makes sense. Comedy is still a very, fairly new thing. Not not in his day no, or DeGeneres' day, but you know what I mean? Like, Bill Cosby, like, We're getting, that was like, the comedy. only... Once you, have, once you have nerds in a in a thing, then yeah, it's... Ma- you exactly. Know, like, you've got people that are like, I'll only listen to these five different right. comics because they're this style. And, like, once you have styles, I don't feel like... I, I think maybe, maybe his point that he's not realizing is, is that... 
we you didn't have styles of comedy back then. Right. You know, you just had comics. Right. It wasn't like I mean there was styles, but you wouldn't go like Which I, I can certainly I'm only gonna listen to Richard Pryor and I think and, uh, I can appreciate you know. that too. I can appreciate that and I think that certainly speaks to the growth of the craft that you can have styles, segments, yeah. genres, right. so what have That's you. That's good. But there is something to be said oh, absolutely. Sure. for the fact that what a comedian represents in human society and human culture, and if you look at all the quotes on record about what it is that makes a comedian a comedian, it's the ability to sort of sympathize and empathize and relate with people across spectrums and encounter them, and they could be total strangers from a totally different segment that you have, and yet you can find some way to relate and speak to the larger human condition. But And I feel like that is substantially lacking. Okay, but that being said, now, uh, from personal experience, I know for a fact that Chris Rock, when he is in L.A., uh, frequents a show at the comedy store called Trippin' on Tuesday, which is a very popular, you know, quote-unquote black urban show, right? Mm -hmm. So when when you go to that every week... When when you are here and you're like, oh, these are, these are black people playing the black crowd. It's like, but you're going to that show. Number one, number two, it's a two sided coin because now because we have specialized shows, bookers and well, I'll use myself as an example. Bookers now will be like, well, that dude does tripping on Tuesday, so why would he come do a regular Wednesday spot when he's killing every tripping on Tuesday? You know, or or those comics feel like maybe they can't jump out of it, but it's very much everybody else. You know what I mean? Like it's the comic. It, the comic has to make the decision. Like right. I want to to be able yeah. to play to everybody. Like me personally, I, I feel like there's nothing worse than going up somewhere and being having to worry about your material. Be like, is this going to work for these people? It shouldn't. It should never be that. You should be like, either I'm going to make them laugh or I'm not. But it should always be on me. Right. It and I th- be yeah. No. And I think I think. Uh, the inverse of what you're saying is less of like I'm worried about my material and more in the sense that if you took of you were of an era Do where you need that refilled. What's up? You know what? Oh, that is you? No, I was just gonna give it back. To um, you. I was gonna say thank I can you. refill it. If it's fine. you I have plenty. if okay. you were of an era where your choices were and I mean to this day, kind of let's be honest, still are on the old Chitlin circuit forever. Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? With no real sort of broad claim or if you somehow had the ability to sort of go back and forth between that and another different one because you're, you didn't have to worry about your material because it was that strong. And that's, I kind of feel like what he's speaking to is the sense of like when you have certain styles now and you have certain genres and you have people who really sort of limit their creative focus to appeasing and relating to audiences of that genre and style then you kind of lose sight about what it is to be a comedian which is to go into a room with this disparate collection of strangers sure and to then make everyone comfortable with the uncomfortable in an increasing fashion throughout that's the challenge of the craft, fundamentally. Yeah. And to deny yourself that opportunity, I feel like I can understand what I can understand the Chris Rock perspective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's not yeah. that I don't understand yeah. it, but at the same time, I also feel like it's a very loaded statement because I know I can literally name ten comics off the top of my head that would honestly rip any single room, mm-hmm. and it's just it's hard because it's it's 
You know, it's also, it's, I mean, he's he's also he didn't. It's not like he named a hundred comics, right, right? Exactly. He named That's like when you when you name Carlin, Pryor, and Cosby. Right. As far as I'm concerned, those are three <laughs> right. of the greatest of comedians all of all time. time. Right, right, it would be like, music. like in fact, they are my top three. Right. In, you think Mozart was fucking around? Right, exactly. And Bates. Yeah, I was yeah, just about yeah, to say yeah, that. Yeah, like it's yeah. like if no, you were naming yeah, musicians yeah, and you're like, yeah, dude, no one kills it like Led Zeppelin, the Rolling Stones, and James Brown. You're like, yeah, of course not. That's like I saw I saw something the other day. Of fame? No shit. Yeah. I saw something the other day that was comparing like John Lennon's Imagine against like uh, some Nicki Minaj lyrics or something like that, and I was like, that's just a terribly unfair comparison. Yeah, right. Well, because because I could I could yeah, take Dubla Dee Dubla Da and compare it to I don't right. know the Arcade Fire, well, and yeah. it's like ain't nobody fucking with the suburbs. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So like, I mean, you could yeah. If you're if you're if you're setting up these straw man arguments where it's like, right. listen, it's gonna be you know yeah. we don't have any George Carlin's. So I mean, you're I right. Think, yes, yeah, we don't. I, well, we have know, close. And, we got Louis C.K. Right, I mean, and you, you know. can understand. I mean, I think again. I think actually, Louis C.K. is more Richard Pryor than George Carlin. I th- still, and I but. think you know because we are in a very sort of transitionary time for comedy as a craft, um, and we're experiencing a lot of interesting developments and growth pains uh, in a variety of fashions. You know, we are in that sort of sense where, like, you're kind of waiting to see who is going to kind of emerge as sort of, like, leading voices or whatever. And kind of the people who really sort of establish, I'm taking this direction over here. I don't really give a fuck if y'all follow me or not. I'm going to go in this direction or whatever. And I think, you know, and I think especially in in the, the face of a lot of comedians being rewarded with a lot of just uh, completely absurd uh, you know, platforms and well, the deals. Thing, okay, but the problem is that, uh, and this isn't this isn't the comics' fault. I'll I'll start with this. Yeah, yeah. But you it's the early nineties part two. Early nineties part right two. Now. Yeah, exactly. And okay, the problem is, but okay, but at least okay, at least when the early nineties when that struck, it was more or less the industry as a whole saying. Let's just feed this machine. Get every comic you know. Take, name the sitcom all, it, after right, them. It all right, has, right. it's already set up. All we have to do is literally build a fucking soundstage. Right, exactly. Yeah. And we can just print money. But I now, mean, there were people back then, they were like their first time on stage. We're doing thirty minutes. I mean, right, exactly. get today, well, I, mean it, I think a great example too, kind of what you're saying. And I've been watching a lot of these episodes recently, and it's really interesting to kind of appreciate it now, uh, almost twenty years later. But Martin is a fascinating sitcom because I it's love, by the way. I, I love it. Martin is so it. different from a traditional sitcom, mm-hmm. even today, and especially today. at the time. Martin is essentially an old school variety show yeah. dressed up as, as a, a sitcom. sitcom. Oh, absolutely. And you you basically took instead of having you know a cast of you know revolving players, you just set them up as friends and love right. interests and stuff. And I think people forget like Tommy and Pam dated in the yeah. very beginning, and that was a really weird yeah. thing that they just kind of erased like that daughter right. on Family Matters. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But Martin is so fantastic as just. You know, like his stand-up Check wasn't the strongest. Some of his movies are kind of you're just like Black Knight is really weird. Right. But like Martin was the perfect venue and showcase for his comedic talents yeah. and just the way those characters get introduced, it's fucking brilliant. Well, man. every scene it's on stands, that show. Yeah. I was gonna I was you know it's funny I was having this conversation like last week or so because 
it's a like you said, it's a sketch show strung together. Like Bruh Man from the Fifth Flow is I watched a that. sketch. I saw that they just keep bringing. I back. saw the first one again uh-huh. the other day with the first Bruh Man from the Fifth Flow when they had the fight night. Yeah, were you crying? Take, yeah, he takes off his shoe or whatever, and like you just you're like, oh my god. And the one thing that I really appreciate about the Martin sitcom that you can see the variety show aspect is in is in how it really just constantly engages the fourth wall. Right. And it, and then you can see extras laughing. Right, yeah. You can see cast members who are barely keeping it together. Right. You just see Martin doing the most exaggerated yeah. possible uh, mannerisms. I think there's that one episode where the the uh, the repairman comes to fix the AC when uh-huh. Gina's out of town yeah. and he's under the bed. Yeah. And he just, and like, it, the scene ends and then he literally just starts beating him up against the wall. And the guy, like, it just, yeah. he's like five inches away from punching him and the guy is just losing yeah. it. And he, like, his shoes come off. And it's clear. Clearly a farce, yeah. but that is when the live studio audience actually meant something because yeah. you knew if you got tickets to see Martin, what made the air wasn't anywhere close to the number of right, yeah. takes that you were going to see right. for them putting those sketches together. And that is just that is when the industry got it right. Once, right, yeah. you know, what I mean, that is a yeah. good example of finding someone, seeing what their talent is, and saying we're going to build around it. But see, to be like, I think that was. And, and I don't think he gets enough credit, Martin, because I, I honestly think, regardless of how you feel Especially about Especially after his, his breakdown. Yeah. But that, like, I mean... And here, here's the problem. There's another thing I've been talking about. Because, like, now you have a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, urban comics, black comics, whatever you want to call them. And uh, people... We'll call like, them urban. They're just, we'll call well, them they're urban. like... They make fun of them. I like, call oh. them people, because yeah. I don't see color. <laughs> right. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> but, like... You get a lot of people that call like, them all they, Steve. they do com- they do impressions <laughs> and they're like oh these you know this is right. my impression of a Def Jam comic blah 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 and it's like number one like okay when Def Jam really started when Def Comedy Jam was you know three seasons in Chris Martin Tucker. was and Chris Tucker all those dudes it's like. Those Aerie dudes Spears. were loud and being insane because that was them. Yeah. And so now you're getting you're getting people pretending to do that because they think that's what's right. going to put them on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and you remember the Chris, I think the most famous Chris Tucker bit from Def Jam was when he's on stage and he just it looks he looks so mad. Yeah. He's like, I'm so broke. Yeah. They can rock me. He just be practicing. practicing. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> and you're just like, and everyone loses their fucking yeah. mind. But he is just mad as yeah. a motherfucker when he gives that bit. Yeah. You can see on see his face. man, I'm pissed off. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> pissed and, off, man. I'm serious. But I mean, that was Chris Tucker. Yeah, exactly. That's Chris Tucker. He ended up mellowing out a lot right, over the yeah. years. But by, when, when Chris Tucker showed up on Def Jam with a fucking beanie, yeah. talking about and being a poor. leather vest. Right? Like, I mean, talking it, about being poor as a motherfucker. Yeah. That was because that's like the clothes that he had. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And he was and like, angry and yelling because, damn, that was the first time that he really had a chance on a real platform to actually have people give a fuck about what he said. Right. Exactly. You know? And it's just coming out with a fury. And that's what comedy is so beautiful and raw about. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, oh, gosh. It's just... I don't know. Not Martin that, doesn't get enough credit at all. Though. No, no, no. Martin, I, I, Martin does yeah. not get appreciated for what it is yeah. in the in the the traditional TV spectrum, and especially to come off. I know I specifically, and uh, most importantly, don't give him any credit. So <laughs> I, I, don't even know who we're no, talking. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Who's Mitch Martin? Mitch, do do it. But damn, dude. Gina, do it. Do I do uh, it? Do it, Mitch. Give it to him. Full thirty. Come on now. <clears throat> give it to me. But damn, Gina. Hold on, I gotta get the ears going. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, I love I, I love Mar and especially now to, to be fair, I watched maybe two episodes of that in my life. Of Martin? Yeah. And Martin, you need to get your TV one on now. Oh, was that, I, I was best. just looking on Netflix, and it's like I gotta send away. You think you're gonna find Martin like, on Netflix? I was really hoping. Come on, no, not so no, much. You think you're Turns out Netflix thinks I wouldn't like it at all. Really? Netflix is telling me that I that I would only give it like yeah, two stars. Yeah. Like, you're, Netflix you're, is like, well, given your selections are all white. Do you see yeah, all this Frasier and Cheers yeah. in here? Your recommendation, yeah, yeah. For Martin. That's, is that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It's probably all the Frasier and Cheers. And I, I didn't even rate Frasier. I, 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 oh, come on. We know Mitch. I, I honestly... It, it's Martin, like you would like Martin two and a half stars worth. Martin, so Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I'm and curious. Roseanne, if we, I think, I'm are the curious. You, you have Netflix 90s. on your phone there, Teddy? Uh, I want to care. I'm curious what they I think do, your stars on Martin I do have some Netflix on my phone. You know what? You know like, oh, you watched an art documentary? You'd hate Martin. Here's the thing that I think is... I don't know if it's on my phone, actually. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's all good. Here's a sitcom that I think is... Substantially uh, underappreciated, not underrated, but underappreciated, uh, is uh, Grace Under Fire with Grace Butler. Really? I thought that that was a. V- I thought because she was such a very different. You mean a girl talk like this? You know. I thought. That, I mean, like I always liked that show because she was like, and I know never, that her life. Never saw it. I I really because it was such a. It was a very similar. It wasn't Roseanne. You know what I mean? But right. it was definitely. It definitely had resonance with that archetype. Yeah. Uh, with a very sort of blue collar, you know, wa- working woman who was just dealing with real shit and not putting up with any bullshit. I think fucking uh, what's his face? Uh, maybe Aiden from Sex in the City. Was on that. I maybe hey. I maybe making that up completely. Yeah, right, uh, I know. <laughs> get in there and get some. You know, another it. underrated uh, sitcom that it was actually just released on DVD and it completely changed my life because I I've loved it since I was a kid and could never find it. Uh, Dinosaurs. Get, no, get a life with Chris. Oh Elliott. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's see now. It's, this is the thing is like I didn't watch like. Yeah, pretty much to this day, I actually can't think of. I mean, only because of Netflix. If you I have no concept of how television any, works. Any, I know. I know. You have yeah, no yeah, concept. I know. But I'm <laughs> saying, no like, when I think about, work. like, right. like I go on Netflix no, and I'm, like, joke. watching <laughs> sitcoms. No, it's not even a joke. No, it's totally, <laughs> absolutely fact. Like, I, I, I you know, because uh, our friend Justin Ruppel talked about Frasier all the time. It was, like, his yeah, favorite yeah. show. I was like, I think I've watched, like, one episode. So I was yeah. like, I'll watch it. And then I was like, oh, they have every episode. And then, you know, after, like, four seasons of trying to figure out whether I liked it or not, I was like, well, now I gotta just watch the right, whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah. It's become my nightly routine. Right, yeah. Got through all the episodes. I was like, it's 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 decent, you know. And I was like, you know what? I should go back and watch Cheers because I never really bothered oh, to Cheers watch that. Is great. And uh, I watched the first. I watched the first three seasons. And I was like, oh, I didn't know there was somebody other than Woody tending bar. Or, right, yeah. dude. It's Nick a wild, Alley wasn't. Wild. I realized that now. And I'm thinking like, okay, I clearly missed this boat. So yeah. like when I think the boat about it, there's, not, America? there's yeah. not a lot of sitcoms really in general that I've ever watched more than a few episodes of. I've never right. watched a full episode of Saturday Night Live, for instance. Really? I've never watched a full Tonight Show uh, or any of those. You know, I mean, whether it's Carson Leno right. or Letterman or uh, the other guy. Conan? No, well, also Conan also Fallon haven't watched uh, Oh, Fallon's great. Let's see, what's the guy that the, the, the Ferguson, accent? Ferguson. Ferguson, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. None Kimmel. of those. Have I watched a single? Yeah, uh, Kimmel. I've never watched a full full episode of any of those shows. Letterman very close when he played the uh, the uncut uh, Bill Hicks oh, performance yeah. like two three years ago. Yeah. I remember I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna try to watch this." So I watched close to a whole episode of that because it was like he played performance and then he interviewed his mom, and then I just turned it off. So right. I don't know if there was anything after that. Um, so yeah, just in general, sitcoms. Not I don't. You know, you know, I mean, I mean, you, know what, you know what? I, you know what show? 
I'm holding it down because you know I'm the I'm the hood cousin. Uh, oh my god! Wait a minute. The uh, <laughs> no, he did. No, he did. Oh my god! Call back, motherfucker. I need uh, that as a probably the in only probably the only sitcom I ever watched. He's a uh, really white. Hold on. The, the, the sitcom I watched more than any other would definitely be Cosby Show. Oh, yeah, but I mean, because again, is transcendent of again, anything that's because I'm the hood cousin. Yeah. That's that's what Cosby Show doesn't about. count, man. People don't even re- people don't even realize. I feel like that I Adam that. Sandler. That was one of his yeah, big starts. Yeah. You know, Adam Sandler was one of yeah, Theo's, Theo's friends, friends on the Cosby yeah. Show. Him and yeah, Cockroach, they were they yeah. were his best friends. Adam Sandler wore fucking muscle shirts all the time yeah. on that dude. Yeah. Uh, well then, that's there what you they go. did. That's what. That's well, I didn't watch that many episodes. But I mean, I think also, you know what? I remember the I'm, one where CB Wonder showed up because they crashed. Jamming on the one. Jamming yeah. on the one. Uh, the the show baby, that I feel like bo- got bo- lost baby. in the shuffle. We were talking about really great sitcoms, and this is one that I feel like of all the sitcoms that have ever been brought back, uh, I don't know how anyone hasn't tried to do a reboot of this. I mean, I know why they haven't, but uh, a different world was so ahead of its time. Wasn't that postcard? That was like a that was a spinoff. Spin-off right? It was a spin-off yeah. because with the college Denise yeah. with Dwayne Wayne, Dwayne and the Wayne, two, and, yeah. the, and the three D well, glasses. Listen, I not, actually I saw the, the episode with the two lenses. I saw the episode that I think was the maybe it wasn't maybe it been a pilot episode, but it certainly was a bridge episode between Cosby's and Different it's World. A different world. To, I think it may have been. I think it may have been the pilot. And it was, uh, it definitely had the old intro, but uh, Denise shows up with Rudy, mm-hmm. and uh, she introduces Rudy to everyone around, and that's how they start to bring in all the different characters. Right. She meets, she knows Wayne because of the flip-up glasses, and then you've got uh, Jasmine Guy's character, Whitley, uh, Whitley. who's the sexiest woman. <laughs> when, I, dude, when I was seven, I was just like, please, God, let me marry right? Whitley I think, or Paula. I don't, I don't know that any, I feel like Jasmine Guy for a long time uh, was really just like every Oh yeah! If you were like, especially a young black dude, you were just like, I, I was like, oh my god. Was well, like, here's the problem: like, if you were just like a nigga in general, you were like, <laughs> she is the epitome of like what I want. You know what I mean? Like, you just want like, like I guess I'll bless classy, your hood ass, yeah, with exactly, some grace and exactly. some charm. Always wearing a black dress and wearing pearls. Like, right. it's just like your fan. You're like, oh, now you I know from? who you're talking like, about. Yeah. Where she was, do you come? I was from? even yeah. into that. You and know? so, but so she takes Rudy, and like, I was Rudy, willing to cross well, so the racial. That was the episode. Well, Rudy is much more infatuated with with uh, Whitley, and right. you know they do a sleepover. And Denise she had that is, awesome voice too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, yeah, right. So like, Whitley. so Denise. I mean, Denise is upset because she's lost her little sister, you know, yeah. and so you know she's going through this whole thing. And and even uh, Cosby starts off the episode calling from home to check right. in about yeah. stuff. So they they set that up or whatever. But a different world was just such a great great sitcom, so well written, and I think more importantly, it really showed. A, a larger part of America, how diverse Black culture could be. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because because if you think about it, there's you really, mean you're not all just either yeah, Bill Co- I mean, Cosby crazy, or Richard son. Pryor. I mean, you know, the Fubu factories still be paying well, but uh, I mean, I think the thing that is weird is that there's never really since then been a a a mainstream network representation of college Black life Mm-mm. or Black college life, I should say, at a historically uh, black no uh, no college, college black life sounds better yeah uh, <laughs> uh, damn you but uh, <laughs> which actually sounds like a white punk yeah rock right yeah, yeah. college yeah. black life uh, the black one kid. two three four 
fucking yeah. black kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, you know, I mean, like, if you like, a different world is one of those shows that should be in syndication on TBS. Yeah. You know oh, I mean? absolutely. It absolutely well, should be. Wasn't there. it for a little bit? For like a TV. long different yeah. era ago, back before you know, what I'm saying they knew funny. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was when a TBS only played Braves games. It was like when TBS, like TBS and WGN were literally local yeah. markets. Do you know yeah. before they went to national syndication? Yeah. And you Which had, one like, was the one that was specifically for Chicago? WGN. WGN. Uh, and yeah. so you and had... TBS they only played the played, Chicago games. Yeah, right. TBS would only Braves. play things... Yeah, but they would start at 05. Right. You guys remember that? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was... It was. I mean, a different Seven world, though, discs. such a great... So how many seasons is that? They went for a while, man. I want to say three or four seasons. Two seasons. Two a seasons? A different world only went two seasons? No way. Apparently so. No, you were lying, motherfucker. You go, th- that's You're just lying. on DVD. Hold on, hold on. on DVD. Hold on. Yeah, it's on DVD, yeah. okay? So I'll check, I'll check. Okay. Just, you know how they do don't black you, shows. Don't Calm you lie yourself. to me. <laughs> Calm yourself down now. <laughs> I'm about to be Einstein too yeah. in this motherfucker. Yeah. You gonna tell me? Talk about. Talk about. Talk about different world only went two seasons. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> okay. Some dude gets All in right. a fight. Well, right. What, what it is. I'm wrong what as fuck. Is. Okay. I'm what wrong it is. What wrong it is. as fuck. Four it was, seasons. Six. There you go. Okay. Six, Six seasons. seasons. I told you. Yes. And they don't give us nothing, son. Yeah. They don't give they us. They don't give us They're nothing. locking all our stars up. They locking us up. Well, that's where Jada Pinkett Smith got her. Yeah, yeah, man. Everybody got a start on a different world. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Marissa Tomei was one of the originals. The Sinbad. Sinbad was on there. Uh, The dude who I always thought was Louis Gossett Jr., who was the cook, and it never was. And I was like, how is that not Louis Gossett (laughs) Jr.? It's not. <laughs> I'm putting uh, that on the board. How uh, is that not Louis Gossett? Uh, what's his name? I got two excited black people in the room, and my neighbors downstairs are going to kill me after uh, this because you guys are stomping. Wait, what's her? What's happens. her name's dad? Who was like the army general? Who was always? Oh, going, Whitley's dad was. Was it Whitley's dad? Was? No, no, no. Whitley's no, dad no, was no. rich. What's her face? The, Man, the, the I'm white as fuck tonight. Chick. The blacks, she was like the militant chick. No, not that she was friends with the militant chick. She was like the real, like, middle class. No, she, wasn't she the one with the, the short hair? The, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I need yeah, to get yeah. a refill. I'll be right back. Oh, God. You guys just continue talking. I'm trying to tell y'all, Riffopolis, a different world was e- is easily. You know what a different world is? A different world is like, uh, is almost kind of like a, a, a real post racial bo- boy meets world. You know what I mean? Absolutely. A bo- uh, if it's a like a boy meets world, actually, like a that, different world would actually work better today than it did back then. It would be. It was so ahead of its time, yeah. man. It was so ahead of its time, especially casting someone like Marissa Tomei. Yeah, as who's the, just oh, so sad. that was like she was, she was my white crush. She was everyone's white crush. Yeah. Because you're like this girl is awesome, yeah. right? Yeah. And then she goes on to my cousin Vinny, and yeah. you're like, she's incredible. Yeah. Oh, you know. God. And so, but I think about a different world now, where you've got. I mean. It's it's amazing that there hasn't been another show like that. Well, the pro here's the the problem with that is because there hasn't been a star like Cosby like that True, in a really long no time. There's no one to put a platform. Yeah, and that's the thing that people don't really appreciate about Cosby. And I think Dave Chappelle hit on this. Uh, you know, when uh, he did a special and he was like, you know, people forget just because he's been pushing pudding pots the last yeah. 50 years. He's a nigga from Philly. Right. And he's going to say some real shit right, from time yeah. to time. And the Cosby show and a different world were all a part of his fucking education yeah. thesis. Yeah. You know, to present these very particular representations of black culture and black society yeah. and to say, look, we are more multifaceted than you can fathom. Right. We have all these different variants. We are, you know, we are the other side of the looking glass yeah. you know we are you in the sense that it's just a now do you variation. think that kind of taking it back to the chris rock thing uh and his his point about the uh, uh i don't know what the, i'm looking for right now but they 
You're talking about the, the marginalized s- comics or whatever have you. Right. They're only playing to the to certain crowds, whether they are or not. Selective, I, think I guess. That, there you go. Thank selective. you. Um, uh, uh, niche, niche. Uh, anyway, the uh, so so to that point, it seems like. Um, Feel free to blame Tyler Perry for this. It seems like I blame Tyler Perry. In the uh, in the eighties, we as a culture were like, yeah, yeah, we can just have sitcoms regardless of who's in them. We can just have them. Whereas it seems like the push in the last, um, and you'd know because you watch TV more than I do. Uh, it seems like in the last, I don't know, five, six, maybe eight years or whatever. Say ten. Yeah, I'll, let's go, go ten back, years. Yeah. You should go back it, at least about twenty. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> about twenty. Well, at least in the last ten years, it seems like there, it's everything's got a niche because of the fact that there's so many ca- cable channels where it's like, oh, you have a black show, we're going to put that on these well, black here, networks. Before you jump in, I think you know this is something that we talked about with uh, Eric Alexander and yeah, uh, Tony exactly, yeah, exactly. When you know Eric Alexander, who was on Living Single, you know one of the last that was at the same time as as Martin and she talked right. about and that. Owen Cosby Show, right? And yeah. they you know and yeah, cousin Pam from the Cosby Show, and so you know she, you re- you recognize the name, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So she she talked about. The fact that that Sorry. was kind of they got in at the at the end before it really got in her words ghettoized and it was right. like oh if it's a black show it's only going to sell for black people so we're not right. going to do the mass marketing which as I you know again it's kind of that same lament that Chris Rock has in the sense of like you, why aren't we targeting things for everybody and I can understand that sort of more cultural frustration even right. if it may not you know necessarily do you apply think that to they, comedians, do you think but, that to some degree there is a feeling uh, amongst various cultures. Uh, that are in comedy or entertainment in general that like, hey, there's a niche already there for us. Uh, We'll just use that. Well, here's, as opposed here's, to in the '80s, you had to be a breakout star; otherwise, there was no niche. Here's here's why. I, here's here's why I uh, agree with that. Number one, because cable wasn't a. Th- thing really yeah you know it was I mean? it was a burgeoning so thing it was yeah. a burgeoning well hbo thing. was still wasn't a 500 fucking channels yeah, yeah, right. exactly yeah. so yeah, exactly. when you made a show it's like everyone is going to see this anyone right. that owns a tv is going to see the copy show anyone that well, owns a TV eddie is murphy's see. whole point was i'm going to be a household name by the time that i was like 18 or 21 yeah, yeah. or something you know very very young right. i mean he did that he was on right. saturday night live and he was a household name right. by that point yeah but there was also you know seven to ten channels right. number one exactly. so now that you have all of these options it's very it's very easy to go well you know, this kind of person watch, watches Spike, so I'm going to make this kind of show, and we're only going to put it on Spike. And right. it, yeah, yeah. we're not going to put Storage any, Wars would yeah, not yeah. have worked in the 80s. Right, no, exactly. And you, you only have to put a little bit of money into it. Not that you're going to get a huge return, but you're going to get a return on you'll, it. Number you'll one. definitely sure. make a return. Number two, and this is something we were talking about on the elevator, Teddy, is the rise of YouTube is... Honestly, in my opinion, and this is that I hope hopefully no one from my job is watching because I work for a YouTube channel, uh, is almost the demise of uh, uh, of the melting pot culture that we used to have. Yeah. And I say that because now you don't have to seek out anything that you consider out of your realm. That's exactly right. the same thing as as probably what Chris Rock is talking about right. in the comedy yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Is it now you could have You're an com- entire You can stay comfortable club. forever. Right. Yeah. You, know, you can stay. You would never ever come across something like Richard Pryor on Saturday Night Live when yeah. you're like, well, I'm going to watch Saturday Night Live. And you're like, who's this Richard Pryor fellow everyone's talking about? And you see those 
sketches that he did, you know, and they still, you know, those those things now that stand the test right. of time. But like in the moment that you're right. like, or Eddie Murphy's, you know, amazing sketch where he is, you know, a white, white person. Oh, go yeah, ahead, yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, no way. Yeah. You know, nobody's. Go ahead, take <laughs> yeah. it. You know, and for you're Eddie, white man, you don't for, have to pay. For, for it to be someone like, I mean, I think this kind of speaks on the point you're both making. To be Eddie Murphy at that phase in our culture and society, and be the representation of a black man right almost you know and to be the black voice that white people feel comfortable around right which is and you know mitch you've you've always you know i've all talked about this where you know the if you are going to talk about you know race and all those things or whatever and you have a largely white audience you've got to find a way to make them comfortable oh absolutely yeah, you yeah. know right. as yeah. you talk about very uncomfortable things that yeah. has to be you can't just be like you know how honkies be hating everybody you know right, you can't yeah, just yeah. can't just go out and just fucking and and pull that shit yeah, honky yeah. be tripping if you will um so i think yeah i mean well I think, us honkies we're very very yeah. much tripping i mean yeah i mean but that's so i, I think i think the thing yeah. i think with youtube we do be tripping that yeah. you can Full. just sort of build your own parameters and like i just want to feed this beast but see here's the, okay and but uh, that being said now let's say me you or mitch anybody makes uh makes a Woo-hoo. youtube show right right and right. it does find its audience and let's say that audience is i don't know fuel tv um, the problem is Sounds that like now <laughs> the industry sees you as that, so they don't—they're not trying anymore. Right, Whereas, right, right. For as much as we we can blame ourselves and be like, oh, you know, black comics are only doing black rooms, white comics are only doing white alt rooms. You know what I mean? It's it is that, but the the industry also doesn't want you to go outside of that. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Because the industry well, always that we we actually well, run into that. I will say we run into that here on the podcast. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, where. Where we don't fit like a niche, so it's like it's right. very difficult to uh, advertise it as like, you know, like there's not there's no easy way. I'm not a marketer, so maybe that's right. the hard part as well. But even I think if we had some fucking marketer, they they'd want some kind of gimmick. They'd be right, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you got a black guy and a white guy. Call it like a racial divide. Right, like, yeah. no, we're just Too, no. It just so happens. Yeah, exactly. That like I didn't go. I'm gonna pick. In fact. Teddy was not my first co-host on this but show. I think, but I think, uh, but that's not because you that's just yeah. <laughs> he was our he was our first guest. And we'll say that. Don't try right. and make it all smooth. Wait, who's the, wait, who's the first co-host? Uh, this guy Dubois. Justin Dubois. Oh, okay, I don't know. I thought you were saying Justin Filipino. But uh, he just it, we had talked about it and whatever. But he was he had other things he wanted to right. do and blah blah. And I had such a good time uh, with Teddy on the first episode. I was like, well, I'm going to have him come back and co-host uh, in in a guest spot while right. Justin was doing something else. And then the next week, Justin was like, I'm still on doing this play. And I was like, right. all right, I'll bring Teddy back again. Right. And then by the third week, I was like, you know what? I can't fucking do this anymore. Right, and yeah, I'm, yeah. Bringing, I'm bringing Teddy on. So there was only like six episodes, maybe, that like between Teddy's first appearance and Teddy's every other appearance since right. then. Um, but that wasn't, you know, and, and it's nice and it works out. And we've had, you know, I think that uh, I, I think that probably holds some kind of record. I imagine on like number of black guests we've had right. uh, versus any other podcast that's right. not specifically catering to anybody. Right. Given, yeah. you know well, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was one of the reasons that I mean, Erica Alexander, when we when, you know, we talked with her and Tony and they were we trying to talk about how they ended up agreeing to come on and they had a, they were very excited. It was one of our so one of our first four person episodes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was yeah. the first nice. four person episode. And, you know, yeah, they we've had a really we've had a, we had a great discussion and a lot. She ended up detailing the entire, you know, what was before 
kind of an urban legend about how living single uh, was really reappropriated and turned into friends and she gave right. the backstory and yes that is a real thing that right. happened yeah, yeah. you know and that's why living single can't be found on dvd anywhere right. meanwhile friends is everywhere right you know? exactly yeah um and so it's fascinating to get those kind of guests on here and part of the reason that there's a a, a level of comfort is you know we had john wesley uh you know who's famous black actor who's done a lot of things yeah. and uh you know it's a sense of like well they see me on the website and they're like okay well i know that i'll get at least somebody who right, I can yeah, kind yeah. of bridge. Teddy's in with. my hook in the water for the black right, community. Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, I'm just dangling. I'm just right, a fucking yeah. worm on the line. Yeah. You know what I mean? But meanwhile, bait, by the way, if you use Teddy to get niggas on here, you can fix a different. Hey, come bait. on, baby. <laughs> you know how Pythagoras be? <laughs> no, okay, you walk away. Okay. I would say. Meanwhile, there there was a there was a guest we there was a guest we tried to get on this show. Who uh, proclaimed that she no longer does podcasts, quote unquote, uh, and then has done twenty since then, and um, she's a famous comic. I won't call her out because I don't think she's like a bad person or anything. But I think that she saw the website or her people saw the website and was like, okay, there's like a dark background. There's two dudes. They right. call it straight riffing. They talk about motherfucker and bitches and whatever have you. And they probably thought on her behalf, if not her herself, thought like, oh, this is boys club. They're going to be like, hey, so tell us about your funny jokes, bitch. You know, right, or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, where no, it's like, it. that's not at all how we right, are. Yeah. And you actually won't find a more accepting sort of podcast. It's not like going to sit here and judge you and fucking call you all i'll call you on everything else like that and we we reached out to her because we're fans right um so i mean it hurts both ways but uh but yeah that's that's one of those things uh going back is it is difficult to to me i like shit that's in the gray area like i prefer i don't like something that's all the way one side on any you know it's too like niche and it's like oh that bores the shit out of me i like general you but know, that, general yeah, but shit. That's where but it's find, very difficult to market it. Well, that's, that's the all. problem is that like comedy in, in a way has become stale because of that. Because the it, it, inherently in any joke that you write, the the purpose of it, your punchline will always be a misdirection. Now, if you know I don't what know about the that. say again, I don't know about that. But no, absolutely. Think th- about any, let think me, about- let me uh, hold on. I'll put it in a slightly different way. I think what he's saying is like the difference. Even if a joke's been done a thousand different ways or whatever, how have you? Is that thing where you as a as a comic, like if you're decent and you're a, you're a good writer, Teddy, so you know what I'm talking about here, is that you listen to a bunch of people telling the same joke and you go, "There's a point to be made about that subject," and you're all making the wrong one. So then the misdirection becomes everybody thinks you're going to go this one punchline, but you're going completely in an opposite direction. Or you're bringing up a cultural right. trope That's that fair. people expect. Right. Okay. All right. I see what you're it's saying. It's not okay. funny without that surprise. Right. Exactly. I see what so you're so, so you're that being Sorry. said, if yeah. you're if you're Thank in that gray area, you're more inclined to the misdirection because you're so you're programmed or whatever term you want to use. You're, you know, let's me and you being black or Mitch being white or whatever. We're, we're already going to look at something in. Well, a, I've gotten that a, because of the fact that, you know, I had a Mohawk for years and then for a year, I, two years almost, I was growing it out. I'm back to Mohawk. Right. And I found that people were far more surprised back when, you know, I used to perform with a Mohawk. Um, if I used a polysyllabic word, they were like, right, yeah, oh yeah, my God, exactly. motherfucker's like not an idiot punk that's right. like, yo, yo, let's get drunk and fuck, you know, right, like yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, same on on Teddy's end. When Teddy gets up there and he knows about like history, right. and he's he's well read, and he, right. you know what I mean. 
it's a thing where they're like, oh, he's not just doing like, yo, niggas in the hood be doing this you know shit. Black you know what I'm saying? Be all struggling and yeah, shit. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So, so like, that, man, that, that's, that but right. it's nice. It's nice, nice to have yeah, that. Yeah, you know? have to. But that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get on TV if you don't, Teddy. Oh my god. Well, no, no. I didn't even hear what he said. I'm curious no, to see what no, goes on the board. No, right. Wait, can I use the bathroom? Okay, yeah, yeah. okay right behind you. Right behind you. You have to. But that would be. I don't know how to put that on the board. I don't even. I didn't even know what he said. I feel bad. You have to talk about black people struggling. That's what's oh, going on. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you? Uh, no, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying that that to that extent, that is very much the 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 misdirection right. because. I think that you personally wouldn't feel good about your comedy if all you do was going up there going like, you know how black people be well, this yeah, and I white mean, people now be. That you've, now that you've explained, I, I guess I, I was sort of thinking a little bit differently from what uh, I think Yasser was articulating, but uh, I think you kind of. Which now me. I feel bad about. No, no, no. But I think I think uh, I think you helped me sort of bridge a little bit. Right, right, there. right. And I think in terms of what what you're both saying. Um, you can go ahead and keep on writing. That's uh, cool. I'm trying to. Uh, <laughs> But I think in terms of what you're both saying is a large part of my misdirection um, on stage and in terms of the large part of the performance is the fact that I just show up in this very sort of casual, uh, almost blasphemous garb for the black dude, you know what I mean, in like jeans and a polo or whatever, you know, or a button down. And then proceed to launch. That's true. You do wear polos on stage a lot. Yeah, right. That's not. That's not an accident. No, it's. I, I wear a suit every time I get on right. stage. But like, I mean, I'm, it's. It's, it's like kind I want to that... go. Like, look, I'm up here. I'm doing a job. I'm a professional, motherfucker. Right. You treat me with some respect. And that's why, like, I would always, you know, when I was when I was doing the the corporate gig for a while, you know, I had the thing where I didn't want to ever. It's wear... unfortunate. I have funny T-shirts. I don't want to wear. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to wear them on stage, but I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to wear yeah. a suit. Oh no, you don't I wear a fucking suit. So I always. That's what I'm saying. Well, to your point, is the the sense of misdirection is. I, I was telling to Mitch is that a, a large part of you know why I always perform in either like jeans or polo or a button down he or whatever. Dresses white. Uh, it, exactly. Where <laughs> it's that sense of like, oh, what's this? What's this dude doing up Damn. here? You know, with this polo. This, what's this J Crew motherfucker going right. to talk about? Well, J Crew makes phenomenal clothes. Right. One. Yeah. That's, no doubt. I feel like that's more important is that they've got an impeccable. And they don't have the Nazi you, past of like a Tommy Hilfiger. You sir, I'm with you. Wait, didn't but the time you sound like a cornball, brother. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which that's that's insane to me too. For the people that don't know, uh, what's his name? Rob Rob Parker. Rob Parker called uh, RG three. Robert Griffin, uh, uh, a cornball brother. And uh, sports, uh, sports. (laughs) He's so lost. Oh no, no, Mitch, Mitch is Mitch is uh, Mitch is not really sports. (laughs) I love that you're like for the people who don't know, and I'm all like, so you're not explaining anything. ESPN has a program. Hey, for the people who don't know about flippity flab, let me tell you. Sometimes a jib jab. Beer. makes a flip to and then it makes like a flippity flab it's sort of like that is there more uh, beer? That's what it yeah there like is okay. can I have another beer uh, plenty so, of beer so uh, Mitch <laughs> there's a show on ESPN called First Take it basically uh-huh. is just professional trolling uh, mm. on ESPN <laughs> it is it it's is a true. absolutely uh, shameful he needs uh, an opener it's one right here oh there it is it's an absolutely Travis mockery that it's on their airwaves I love it you can just use it you don't have to you are a bad person there's a gentleman on there who appeared the other day uh last week uh who he's a black dude named rob parker who there's a quarterback for the redskins first round draft picks name's robert griffin the third he's from baylor texas he won the heisman trophy last year in college you know he has a white so he's a good player i think he's a white girlfriend or fiance or something fiance, yeah, yeah fiance engaged. he's a fight he's a he's a phenomenal player he's doing all kinds of things as a rookie that it's just he's reinvigorated the entire uh, 
cardboard bound Redskins franchise. The city loves him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they revere this guy, you know. And this guy, uh, Rob Parker, comes on ESPN and says, "White guy or black guy? Black guy." Uh, who is questioning? That's relevant because what he said earlier. Right. No, it's, it's a black guy, and he starts questioning whether or not he's a real black person. Uh, RG three, and he says, "Is he a brother or a cornball brother?" Those are his exact words. Is that like an Uncle Tom? That no, would essentially be an Uncle Tom. Yeah, cornball Sorry. brother, which was very awesome to explain to some of my white coworkers. What cornball meant? Yeah, what's a cornball? Uh, a cornball is a lame, a nerd, a dweeb. Uh, you when know you saying? think, I mean, honestly, like, and it's, it, well, that's it, not nearly as harsh as Uncle Tom, then. No, no, it is. It is, it it is, is though, because he it is. Me- he is it? meant okay. what he it's, it's 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 literally just putting a different facade on the same terrible sentiment. So it's okay. the same. Right, yeah. I mean, I again, I'm sure you were called a cornball and gay and all yeah. that stuff. I mean, that's the kind of shit that I got plagued with my entire you know childhood and adolescence throughout. Where you know you were to your white friends, you were too white to be black because you. You knew things, and, right. you know. You were hanging out with them, and then to your black friends, you were a cornball because you did something like theater or debate. Right. You know what I mean? And in that regard, you or were not to the Mars Volta, right? Or you were a Nirvana fan, or you were an at the drive-in fan. Right. You know what wait, I'm saying? wait. Let me let me break this down real quick because I because you understand. I'm from Phoenix. Um, uh, the uh, I'm so hood. <laughs> Uh, my understanding from from the and I never actually looked up the term. So I, I'm now thinking I should have looked up what Uncle Tom officially means. But my understanding was an Uncle Tom would be your uh, uh, the guy who like when he's around his his black family and friends, he's like fuck the white man, fucking whatever. But then like the white man shows up and he's like let me do a dance for right, you, let exactly. me shine your shoes. It's someone, who's, it's someone who's sold out the culture, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas it just sound. I mean, and again, you know. But uh, it sounds to me like with the cornball black guy is like he's just always like he's always like that. He's not faking it for the certain no, people. He's, he's just always like that. Yeah, that, and that's the problem. And so, I, I but, think that's where the is comment it, is. It a little less is it a little less um, offensive or whatever? And not that I would call anybody one way or another, but just as a as a cultural thing, does it, it does it have a little less sting? No, because, because of yeah, me. No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Because right. he still meant it as an Uncle Tom. Like, okay. Right. He, right. He, right. he wasn't saying cornball to be like, oh, this guy's lame. He listens to. Right. to I'm trying to. Yeah, Chopin. I mean, it's, it's definitely. It's definitely. You know. It's tough to get. Well, like, I think they never really heard of cornball as a thing before. So right. I was like, I'm just trying to put a context in that reference. Yeah. But I mean, it definitely is a sense of you are. It is that identifying just, blackness. Okay, and, and, and the. And, let me, okay, let me ask it a different sense, way. Let me ask it a different way. Okay, I was going to say, in the easiest sense, he's essentially just saying he's a sellout like he's okay, sold okay. out well sold out well on the he on, actually even says that the, where he says is he down for the cause i mean okay, okay, exactly. all right that's tyler what would you okay on this show many times we've had uh black guests and that is when uh my whiteness is uh put in on spotlight uh which is fine i'm right i'm cool with it yeah. i'm i'm lame and white i'm cool with that uh, just, he has two eyebrow tattoos he's like yeah i'm just <laughs> yeah, a normal white how guy. i am <laughs> with a mohawk yeah, yeah. now i'm not i'm not proud of being white but i'm okay with it um I, I'll, go, I'll, 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 yeah. ref, I'll, I'll refer <laughs> to Louis C.K.'s bit on being white because it's way better Chris than Rock, there's a one There's a one-legged white bus boy yeah. who, who wouldn't trade with me. He's like, I'm going to ride this white thing. I'll <laughs> see where it takes me. Yeah, exactly. He's like, and I'm rich. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, 
so so I just say I just get called like you know lame and white whatever have you. It's I don't come from the streets as it were. I'm given to understand there's a K in there for some reason. There's not. Um, you know where there is. You streets versus streets. Uh, you know that. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, you know balls these things happen. The there's seen a, there's a lot of situations that come up on this show where I where I'll ask Teddy like what the fuck does that mean and he's and then if there's a black guest sometimes they'll go. He can't really like literally Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones was d- like called you out for not following him on Twitter, and then you yeah. followed me on Twitter. Literally, <laughs> the moment I saw well, that, no, Quincy, you, no, he followed you. Followed me on Twitter. So, yeah, yeah. haha, Quincy. By anyway, the way, yeah. So Quincy, I, and on if this you notice, show, I still didn't. I, did, I still didn't follow him. Yeah, no, I followed I saw, you. I saw that you wrote, "Never and, gonna follow you now." Yeah. And I was gonna, I was gonna tweet him with like, "Hey, motherfucker!" He just started yeah, following me the yeah, moment sure. you tweeted that. Hilariously, and your face Q Jones, and and uh, and Quincy when he was on the show he looked at teddy and he, he goes, was dumbfounded he, he was literally dumbfounded. goes he cannot possibly be that white which made me feel not like i don't care if anybody calls me white but then i was like does it seem like i'm putting on an act and i felt really like because i'm like i don't want to be one of those people who's like oh i'm just gonna pretend to it be was, it white. was a real world i was like i was there going kind of like moment, i know? was like i i i think i am but like Probably you're over exaggerating how kind of white like, I am. This Whatever. is a good time to transition to our, our conversation that we wanted. To I get do want. I do want to get into that. But anyway, my getting around the longest way I could possibly ask the question I wanted to ask Riffin. was Riffin. <laughs> Peter Riffin. Uh, uh, was that okay? So yeah, I'm lame and white. Whatever. It's okay to just say like I'm lame and lo- white. What would you? What's the nice joking haha way? Uh, two black people together, and one of them's lame and white, quote unquote, to call them lame and white without saying cornball or Uncle Tom. Republican. Okay. Okay. There goes political Teddy. Oh, and just his, kidding. His think, <laughs> just his think <laughs> progress. His think progress attitude. But, no, but, but seriously, I'm kidding. I'm just it, kidding. to me, okay. And what, it, okay. Do your, what do what do your hood cousins call here's, you? They just call me lame when they okay. have something right. to say. But here's the problem. Like, <laughs> when they, which is always no. But here's okay. Here's, when I stop by the prison, pick up the phone. Here's and this is a real. This to me, this is an honest answer. Uh, real, real hood dudes never really bring that up because dudes from the hood really uh, like they like the fact that you're like oh man you've like experienced stuff outside of this like and, and, Real and hood it, dudes don't want to be hood dudes right exactly I think the point that yeah, exactly right, right. like all anybody my cousins, who has ever seen anything more than two minutes of lockup or beyond scared right. straight with dudes who have been in the system forever you're talking about guys who are like prison house lawyers man right. you're talking about dudes who just are fucking like I just don't wanna, do that that's five to ten you know, what I'm right. saying? you know like it's the sense of like dudes who are like do you like when they they're like I want to be in the program that scares the fuck out of kids because these motherfuckers is about to throw their shit away and right. I've been in this I've been in this and I'm fucking tired of throwing my life away yeah, do you exactly. know what I mean they like, don't want to be there yeah exactly and the thing is like and I, I talk like this. I look like this. I get it. It's it's very easy to come after me. But black suburban people will always question your blackness. Whereas someone that's lived through it, like I have, can will will always know number one, and will always respect you for going above and beyond that. Like, do you realize? And and this isn't this this transcends being black or white. This is an economic. So uh, uh, yeah, that I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up, but. It's not. It, it's never been about being black or white. It's always about being poor or having money. You know okay. what I mean? So, I know a ton. Up, it's economic mobility. Yeah, I know a ton of white people that are garbage. You know what I mean? And 
we get along just as good as the the black people that that are that are garbage too and they get along with each other you know what i mean and it may just be because i'm from georgia and i lived in fresno for a little bit but like these are the places that i lived weren't necessarily affluent until the high school i went to and then i'm i'm placed in this is where the the situation comes up because now i go to a high school not a mike bit more, d the situation right yeah <laughs> i'm mike now, s right yeah but now i go to a high school where Everyone more or less has a house. I live in an apartment. You know what I mean? And now, that's get, the thing that I think is very weird, and that's where you talk about where you hit on the strain of it's a more about your socioeconomic status yeah. than it is anything else. Because I know as someone who grew up as, like, lower middle class or, like, poor, you know, and, like, had a lot of family that was poor, and I... When we moved into an apartment towards the end of, like, being in high school, even though they were, like, nice apartments, right. there's this part of me that was, like, fuck, like, I'm in an apartment. Like, everyone else has fucking houses and nice shit, and every time I have to write my address out, there's this fucking number, even though they were nice apartments, and I had friends in them who lived in them who had money, but right, yeah. I was, like, we don't have money. Right. Do you know what I mean? We're in a fucking apartment. Yeah, they don't yeah. get, like they don't have. The, and I, I was had aware, that exact same situation. I was aware yeah. that they probably, if I explained to them my anxiety, they would look at me like I was crazy. Right. Yeah. Because they don't like. Yeah. Whatever. I'm in an apartment. It's one of my mini homes. Right. Yeah. So exactly. I don't have that. Right. You know. And it's a, and then I feel like that's kind of a little bit what you're. Yeah. You're, absolutely. And no, I, mean, I, I definitely had that. You know, even in Phoenix, it's like you know, I had the you know two parents, you know, a sis, older sister. We always lived in houses. Then my dad left. And then suddenly we were in an apartment. I was like the same way. I was kind of like, oh, God, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, I live in a fucking apartment. It's amazing how much it's it takes weird. you over so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And there's a part of you that always is like, this is a fucking really irrational reaction right now. I know was, I'm, it, I know there's a stigma happening. It was happening. a three-bedroom yeah. apartment, which yeah. is, uh, as you were saying, same thing. It's like, that's that's pretty fucking yeah, upscale for an like apartment. That's like a condo, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, but people, like, it was, you right. know. But yeah. but, yeah, I remember at the time I was thinking, like, I'm in a fucking apartment. And like, I don't have a backyard. I have a It's a weird fucking reflex, and I feel like it's just it's a reflection of how deep that stigma runs yeah. where it's it really has been always less about i mean again you go back to the civil war and you go back to you know the confederacy and it's the same thing where it was like poor whites were like i may be poor but at least i'm like white you know what i mean so like we were, we were both poor together but like right. i at least have this thing over you right again. yeah exactly so I'm gonna, like yeah i'm gonna ride this shit out and it's yeah. the same reason why they kill a motherfucker once unions start rolling around right yeah because then you've got the same people who are on the bottom end of you know the ladder all of a sudden being like well shit if we pull together we got the same interest here right exactly you know and that's why you know in prisons why shit is always kept so fucking regimented and you know you always got shit stirring going on in prisons because uh, california is the best example where it, it all kinds of any kind of literature that has anything about like black or empowerment or whatever yeah. is like banned as fucking mm-hmm. hate speech you can't access it so you've got this entire population locked up and they can't get access to the literature of the people who came before them right and really laid the 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 foundation down for prison reform and you know and and actually gave them a chance to not be locked up in some sort of you know, terribly savage conditions and just right. savage conditions. They can't access an Angela Davis or a Stokely Carmichael in prison in California. Right. You can't get there. But then you lock people in solitary confinement, like Pelican Bay. You got people who are locked in solitary confinement 23 hours, you know, all the time, man. And they can't get any access to anything. I did not know that. No one does, bro, yeah. because it's buried deep. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit where, like, those cats appreciate a motherfucker who reads yeah. because that 
dude is the difference between them not having a shitty meal right versus having no meal at all right because yeah, yeah. because at the end of the day that person is always going to be the one to help you right that you guy is the I jailhouse mean? lawyer and right. that's the guy that you know listen i've been in solitary for this long a time i can't get no access to anything if i get a note to you i know that you in this fucking fucking lord of the flies jungle that we live in you could give me a chance to get out of solitary right and this is why it's fuck ralph nader uh, all the way through <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because he started calling Go people Uncle Tom's, and it was like, board. all right, once you start using that shit, yeah. fuck you. You don't even know. Fuck Ralph Nader. All right, you have to settle a bet for Teddy and I. Okay. He had uh, twice. Now, come well, on now. You better you better introduce this correct. You better I, I'm going to try. You okay, tell me yeah, if I introduce it wrongly. I'm not trying to lead him. him. I'm trying to not lead him towards any specific answer. Lay it out clean. This is an open Lay it out clean. An open-ended question. Okay. In promoting the show, twice Teddy said... Uh, uh, Illuminati. Uh, I said the uh, urban uh, ambassador of the Illuminati. Okay. Yasser uh, Lester. And okay. I asked Illuminati him. Illuminati affiliate. I asked yeah. him. So now what does that mean? I asked him. I'm not going to lead in <laughs> anything. So I'm going to tell you that I asked him. Okay. Now what does that mean? And I said. And he gave me an answer. And I said I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask Yasser Lester the exact same question. <laughs> and we're going to. We're gonna see if it matches up. I will be amazed oh, if it does. Okay, great. I'm so happy. all right. Uh, so happy. Number one, let me uh, let me preface real quick before I get into my full answer. Uh, uh, I only need like a, uh, okay. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. No, no, no. I'm shutting up. Okay. I'm shutting up. I don't want to lead you towards okay. anything. So I'm wait. Sorry. The the question the question that you're posing is what is an urban ambassador to the Illuminati? No, no. It's What's, more. I want to know, know your if question. If somebody if somebody had written in an IM. Uh huh. Urban ambassador to the Illuminati, Yasser Lester is coming on straight riffing. I would have typed WTF question mark. Okay. He's what would to... your next IM to me be? Like, what would my answer be to to what the fuck? Okay. So the question I asked originally is right. Yeah. What yeah, is okay. It? okay? Okay. Okay. Let me preface with this. Uh, I've been obsessed with conspiracy theories since I was 12 years old. I've read every piece of literature you could imagine on it. I read the Illuminatus trilogy by Robert Anton Wilson. Yeah. I'm I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, but okay, behold we, a pale we, horse. Behold, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I actually just uh if you guys know Sam Tripoli was just having a conversation with him about it. I noticed because that. In I noticed Behold that. the Pale Horse, there's a whole chapter uh from William Cooper about school shootings and how okay. Now here's the thing. From Phoenix, Come he on. got arrested. Come on. Uh, in Arizona, let him go. Uh, when he finally got arrested got for really? tax evasion, I remember I was working in the Circle K. It was like, let him go. Uh, my first apartment, my my third job right. after the uh, the telemarketing thing. Okay, I worked at a Circle K, and I was working with a guy, and we were listening to the radio. And he goes, "Wow, they arrested that dude." And I was like, "Who's that dude?" And he goes, "You never read Behold a Pale Horse?" Oh, and I was man. like, "No." And he brought me a copy. And I held on to it for fucking years. Oh, I don't God. have it because I gave it to an ex-girlfriend they, who never gave it back. They stopped but, printing it forever, and they just restarted it again. Nice, nice. Anyway, um, go okay. on with your thing. Keep okay, going. so uh, obsessed, I, I'm obsessed with conspiracy theories, but uh, very recently, within the past four or five years in hip-hop, 
there's been a very big push in the conspiracy of the Illuminati. And they're saying that uh, many rappers and pop stars, but the pop stars have to be affiliated with rappers in some sense. So they've been Come saying on. that they've been saying that Jay Z's part of the Illuminati, Lil Wayne, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, uh, art artists beyond any kind of comprehension, Kanye West, uh, and they've been doing things that are very purposeful. Like uh, let's say Jay Z wears a shirt that says, um, "Oh God." Oh, he keys, he wore a shirt. Doors. He wore a shirt that said "Do what thou wilt," which put is your, a put very, your headphones on. Because if you didn't scream my ears out, yeah. I want your ears to burn yeah. too, you motherfucker. Ah. Which is a very famous Aleister Crowley comment. And Crowley, because, isn't it Crowley? Is it Crowley? Okay, I would say Crowley. I'm going off by Ozzy no, no, Osbourne's no. song. Oh, okay, yeah. Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go with Crowley. Yeah. Uh, but Crowley, as we all know, was very obsessed with the supernatural. Hence, that he's also been linked to the Illuminati. Loved his signature, by the way. Yeah. Oh, very with cool. The, with the penis. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Very, great guy. Good time. Now, uh, <laughs> that being said, because I find that so incredibly ridiculous, <laughs> I've completely adopted it. Okay. I've, I've taken it as part of my own uh, personal oh, mission. To through my idiocy debunk every Illuminati. That's good. I like it. All right. Now 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 here's the thing, Teddy. We were both right. No, you ain't right about that. Because I said, you ain't right about I said right off the bat, is he like into conspiracy theories and loves reading about them, which you said you are. And then Teddy said, No, it's because any black person with any clout that has like a little bit of money, people start calling them Illuminati. It literally And I said, I sincerely doubt that if I asked him that, that would be his answer. And you included Lady Gaga, who is not black, but but I was signed by Akon. I will give affiliated with black culture. Lady Gaga is loved by niggas everywhere. Hey, you can't Fuck, fuck with Akon. that. No, no, you no. can't fuck with Akon because that's Illuminati. They murdered you. Right yeah. Now, so. I don't. I don't. I, you know. I don't care for his ah, whole. Ah, ah. I will say that one song that he had the uh, smack that. Know, that was a you know. Was a, don't was you a dare. Good, was don't a good you jam. dare. Don't good you jam. dare. But Are you kidding me? But are you part of the Illuminati but, right now? But <laughs> no. But then I then then a, then I, I ran into a guy who was like who had this whole like fuck Akon and I was like what are you. I was like, he just makes a silly song. Who gives a shit? Then I researched the motherfucker, and I was like, oh no, no, fuck Akon. Why? Because of the polygamy thing? No, because all the all the fake shit, like him lying about an entire past that didn't exist to make himself sound more street. But but that's, I mean, but that's everybody though. Every in, in music, I feel like for the most part, I'll say ninety five. Well, look I, that that fucking when somebody lied. hears that Terrible. fucking song or I don't yeah. know many songs, I don't know how many fucking I don't know how many top ten hits Twitter, the motherfucker has, but I'm just telling you <laughs> that sure. that particular track. I wasn't going, oh, this dude's probably from the streets. I like this song better now. Yeah, you, but so you know, I feel like if you just did a song. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But if you're gonna try to sell yourself That's as awesome, like going yeah. over the top, well, we all forgot to come up with this background. Now I don't. And again, you can call my lame whiteness. I don't know the background of Kanye West or Jay Z. The only background of rappers I know about are like, for instance, a little bit about Fifty Cent. Right. Just a hair about Snoop Dogg, only because when he was first coming up, and I don't even know if this is true because I've never done research, but. Murder was the case that they gave him. That was uh, there was also that. No, um, I was I was given to understand that he was just like a gangbanger guy that sold Dre like he was Dre's weed dealer, and he used to rap for him when he'd drop off the weed. 
And Dre was like, I'm really liking this dude's jams and brought him on board as no. like his little understudy. Now, the that's real, probably not true. Yeah, I'm just telling you that's what the story was. The real story is that Snoop was uh, best friends with Warren G. And Warren G is Dre's stepbrother. Uh. And so Warren G played a demo with all three of them. It was Nate Dogg, Warren G, and Snoop were in a group called 213 together. Which Regulator! You know, they yeah. eventually came out with yeah. uh, an actual, and they have a yeah. clothing line as well, yeah. too. But, well, uh, they, I mean, Nate Dogg's best. Dre yeah. picked Snoop out of all of them and said, I really like you. I think you're going to do something. And then made him, you know, one of the biggest. He's a pop icon. You know what I mean? Well, Dre like, knows. Snoop Dogg is, Snoop no, is Dre is just, one of those people that, like, you his know. His ear is phenomenal. No yeah. one no one can ever say Here's it's, the thing. It's, 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 a, it's a thing to be. Uh, if you're if you can if you can listen to shit or whatever have you and pick out some stuff and you have clout, yeah, yeah. you fucking oh, top totally. of the world. Well, Dre all is... I have I have zero clout, but I have a great ear for things like that. <laughs> but I have zero clout. Now, Never had any now, clout. Dre, uh, uh, today actually, I uh, I decided to dabble a little bit um, on the home shopping oh, you've been network. Doing some dabbling. Uh, I forget who it was. It was somebody who was supposed to be hawking some bullshit, and I was like, let me see how this fucking grifting works. And then I happened to catch these random ladies hawking Beats by Dre items. And yeah. it was just, I was like, damn, son, this shit is so well, fucking you, 50, sad. 50 it's Cent so was sad. on there two weeks ago on QVC. 50 Cent, 50 Cent starts making a he lot made, of cameos now. He made 200, he yeah. made 283, right. if I, I want to get the number correct, but yeah. I believe it was $283,000 in nine hours right. selling headphones on QVC. And he's just, yeah, he's just like fucking, he's just, hey, come on, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and hey. they loved him. They loved these him. Girl, these women loved it. Yeah. They loved it. Was well, the he's weirdest, a charming motherfucker. It's the weirdest every thing interview in the world. I've ever, cool. a, Every interview I've ever seen with, the, with, with, uh, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, um, or Mayfield, right? What were we saying? Curtis, not 50 Cent Mayfield. That's what it was. You Curtis, be, not Curtis. 50 Cent. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I couldn't remember the joke now. That I was like, fucking that, that was like, the, that was like, Quincy why was Jones there no episode. laugh? That was the joke. That was no? the Quincy Jones okay. episode. Clearly he was I like, we were like, up. Curtis, you know, Curtis Mayfield. He's like, isn't that 50 Cent real name? We're like, yeah. no, that's, no, that's Curtis okay. not 50 Cent Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, how okay. that's how he's known around these parts. Uh, every, every interview <laughs> I've ever seen with him, uh, white, black, old, young, you name it. He is a charming motherfucker. Yeah. He charms the pants Dude, off the motherfucker. He, he knows that, man. I, I do mean, not know how he ended up with 50 cents worth of lead in him. Because no, he's his so name charming. was 50 Cent. Uh, you're going to have to you're gonna have to he, shoot him from a long way he, away. Because if you walked up to him to shoot him, he'd be like, He did a listen, deal with Columbia listen. Records. He'd before, make some jokes. He'd be like, guns are funny, right? Aren't they funny? <laughs> before and the shooting like, happened. Know, I don't want to shoot this guy. He's too charming. Just <laughs> saying, he's a charming motherfucker. Before the shooting happened, uh, he did a deal with Columbia Records. Uh, and that bombed. Uh, and then he was just kind of... But he of, got How to Rob out of that. He got How to Rob, which was on... Uh, and that's where he just talks about... Basically, it's a track called... It's he, it's a track where he just goes through how he would rob various famous rappers and other kind of black celebrities at the time. But mainly rappers. Um, and that, that was like his big thing. And he and so like How to Rob sort of started pushing around the streets or whatever. Um, and then he... Uh, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, he he fucking charming you know, motherfucker. Again, he just charmed it. He, he charmed his way in to the shady aftermath with Dr. Dre and Eminem, right. uh, and then Dre basically gave him in the club, which had been a beat that Dre had had for years. Come give me a hug. Which is in which the is club. It's I mean, birthday. do you know how fucking insane it is that you were sitting on a beat that became a global 
phenomenal. You know that song is the most played song in radio history. Is it really? Club, yeah. Well, let's be fair. I mean, I remember. Let's be fair. If Dr. Dre was like, "Hey, come give me a hug," you'd be like, "You know what? I'm I'm good. I'm gonna I'm just come give me a hug." Yeah, like. But when Fifty Cent says it, you're like, you know what? Yeah, I'll give him a That's hug. That's because he's smiling. He's a charming motherfucker. I'm saying he, I'd give him a hug, but I wouldn't <laughs> give Dre a hug. I mean, I would, but like, you would give Dre if, a hug. Like in a song, I wouldn't just walk up and hug Dre. I bet in you a I song, could walk in a up. song, Dre does not sound like a huggable man. Yeah, no, Dre that's what I'm saying. Like I bet you I could walk up to 50 Cent really and be like, nice. "Can I get a hug?" And he wouldn't even ask if it was my birthday. But Dre would like see my ID. He'd like run some tests and shit. Dude, I'm just yeah. guessing. How you doing? I mean, now Dre's I came up listening to NWA, yeah, so I mean Dre. Well, Dre, has a Dre, don't, Dre yeah, Dre's not trying to fuck around with y'all. Dre was back in the NWA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. So, you know, Fifty yeah. Cent, bro, he was just trying to get his grift on. Now he's just making terrible movies, which I've seen. Have you seen All Things Fall Apart? The movie where he's a I mean, football Dre's running no, back. But I have to, seen. You need to see I that have movie. Seen, oh no one's. God. Have you seen Before I Self Destruct the movie? That was a movie he made accompanying his album called Before I Self Destruct. Yeah, wait, which one is that? Where That's he the is one the... where he plays the basketball player who has his Can't... knee blow. Oh yeah, and, like, I saw the one where he's football cancer with cancer. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah. No, did uh, you see? Uh, you guys, <laughs> this is sounds so stupid, but do you guys follow Floyd Mayweather on in- or no French Montana, the rapper French Montana on Instagram? I can't, I can't say that I he, do. He always, French Montana no, is. Can we? Uh, the worst I don't know rapper if we can of all briefly time. play a little bit of French. Montana's most famous. Yeah, you know, we get right. to, yeah, His yeah. most famous song is known as "Pop That." The hook is a man screaming, "Pop That." Do you pop know who? You, you know who that is? Oh, I do know. I did see the unedited you video see, of that. I've seen the pop and yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. who's singing? You That's know who where I learned what. Is? I didn't know what pop and pussy was until I That's saw a, that. Whose sample is that? It's a, no, wait, wait. Is that the same one as? Oh, it's like popping. What pussy popping? No, that's ludicrous. Don't stop. Pop that. Pop that. Pop that. Don't stop. Yeah, you're talking about ludicrous pussy popping from back. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm that's sorry. a good I'm sorry. song, pussy, too. Pussy, 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 and I just was like yeah. fascinated. I was like, "That's that's a ludicrous." I was like, story, "That's yeah. where I suddenly was like, I uh, which should speak all, to you." Like suddenly, all the just filthy white girls I dated suddenly became a lot less filthy. I was like, "Well, they've never done any pussy popping." No, like, they have. Yeah, they have. They, on on they YouTube, have. they have. Yeah. Have you seen the well, number no, no. of suburban I'm, white girls doing me, twerk videos on YouTube? It's to I me. haven't seen they've them because I don't want to be depressed. Spread their legs out and start shaking the vagina. I mean, like. Mitch, I was uh, very upset. Mitch, do you know how many twerk videos exist on the world? I'm sure. I'm just fact, saying. Here's okay, Mitch, it, it was amazed the it's shit out of me. It's depressing. Let me tell you this right now. Mitch, I love amazing. you. I respect you. <laughs> but this is not going there anywhere good. White people, white people using the word twerk disgusts me to my soul. Now listen, I told him before. Oh, I told Mitch well, before. Hold on, Mitch. Hold on, Mitch. Well, well, first off, I didn't use the word. He did. No, no, no but I, I said this. I don't I, even know what it I means. Tried to, I tried to say this. Uh, I was telling you. You can talk bit. shit about white people all day long. Mitch is kind of asking no for a little bit of a product. beeline about you on, uh, before the show. And this is one of the things that I mentioned. It's one of my favorite things that you've done. Oh yeah, a yeah, couple yeah, times, yeah. and it really is. And this is great. I'm glad you brought this up. But uh, uh, if you don't follow Yasser on Twitter, uh, Yasser will, don't uh, don't do it. Y a s s i r underscore l e s t e r on Twitter. Yasser every now and then will. do... And if he follows you back, be sure to uh, rub it in an amazing uh, uh, the Quincy Jones's uh, Twitter, which is uh, <laughs> random Q Jones. Random Q Jones. Be sure to at random Q Jones. Hey, guess who's following me? And then tag yeah. Yasser. I will follow anybody. I swear to God, this is true. I will follow anybody right now. 
that says they won't follow Quincy, <laughs> and if they follow me, I will follow you, right. and I will retweet Forever. you. So, in a day, so you start the, tw- start the tweet with at Y-A-S-S-I-R underscore L-E-S-T-E-R. That's Yasser Lester. And then you say, I will uh, I not will not follow, follow random Q at R-A-N-D-O-M-Q-J-O-N-E-S. Yes. And uh, that will get you a follow from Yasser Lester. Who, Immediately. And I'll shout you out. I'll shout you out. out right now on the show. You'll be He's got thousands. Forever. Like a, forever. A, a thousands upon thousands of Twitter followers. Nah, it will get you a lot of um, shush. So this is the thing that I love that uh, Yasser d- has done in the past where he will randomly, he'll go through and retweet uh, usually teenage uh, or adolescent white girls using nigga. As it's just everyday <laughs> nomenclature for them. Yeah. You know what I'm talking it's about. My and he does it. He does it. <laughs> he does it. And world. I promise you, when I'm like, I'm like going through Twitter all of a sudden, and I see this, I see this tweet from Yasa where he's like, and it, and it just says, I will now proceed to retweet white girls using nigga. <laughs> and that's it. That's all he says. And then the next like 15 to 20 <laughs> tweets are just these young white girls just using nigga. They're like, oh, my nigga's up. And you're just like, oh my God, what have we done? It's what have we here's done? A, and this is why do I love blame Twitter. the rap music. I, I don't, I do in you're a way, a, but goddamn fraud. I, here's what I, I blame, not even rap music. I blame the internet Don't because we yeah, finally that's fair. you can have a profile with your face on it. You can have we your have talked home about that on this show many times. Phone yes. number on it, and but people are just like, oh, no, I still have this wall. I can say whatever I want. Like, yes. okay, take 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 today for instance. Uh, for instance, I named a rapper uh, named Lil Boozy, right? Lil Boozy, Lil Boozy. There's a he's big, from down he's from down bottom. He's you from know down where down bottom, bottom is? is? He's, fr- he's from he's from Louisiana. He's from the boot. Louisiana. All right. Louisiana. Now, uh, oh, I know where the boot is. Yeah, so. that's also known as down bottom. Yeah. Okay. So, Lil Boozy went to jail for you got it. for Lil Boozy went to jail for that's drug dealing and for killing somebody. But there's right. a huge movement on the internet. It's like we got free Lil Boozy. Free He's Boozy. Innocent. Anytime a rapper goes to jail, an internet movement will immediately spring right. up, accompanied by uh, rappers wearing T-shirts saying "Free Insert Rapper." Here. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Boozy, it even happened to Lil Wayne for that. Yeah. Them. Boozy's particularly dangerous. Which is fine with me. I don't care. I have. Wait a minute. Wait, it's the most nonchalant. You're gonna have to put yeah. that on. Put that on the board there. <laughs> Boozy's particularly dangerous. Is but pretty, okay, it's pretty, but at the same I couldn't time, have phrased what, it the, better the, than the that. The second part. The second part of my statement. Second. The second part of my statement was gonna be that I have uncles that have done the same thing. I just think it's very funny that people just have this huge movement and, and they haven't really researched or whatever. That's fine. I get never, it. Never. But. Every time I tweet something about Lil Boozy, like, <laughs> so every, I'll see people that say. I don't say, think that's how you spell Boozy, is it? It is. B-O-O-Z-Y, no? No, it's B-O-O-S-I-E. That's how I spelled it. It's yeah. Lil Boozy. Nicely Lil done. Don't you Nicely dare ever done. question my fucking Nicely credentials done. Yeah. Yeah. Nicely that's done. That's why you sit on that side. I'm that's sorry. Why. That's, my that's why Teddy, that's why Teddy a real nigga, okay. though. Okay. But, uh, okay. So every time. I'm so hood. If I mention Lil Boozy in a tweet, I won't put his, like, at name. I'll just say, like. No I'll just joke around and be like yo should we really free little boozy one time this is the second to last time and by the way this happens all the time again I'm always talking about uh, little boozy. why you should follow yasa on twitter <laughs> is that he just likes to poke his face in the beehive yeah like, y'all making honey up in here yeah y'all making honey exactly okay and then i'll, I'll step out can i get a nibble? and i come can back I get a six months no? later okay. yeah. <laughs> i'll come back i'll come back i'll come back wait for the habitation wait anytime for the habitation, anytime i even remotely type something similar to this guy's name <laughs> 
someone will cuss me out. So the second to last time, I wrote like, so good. keep Lil Boozy. Because everyone was saying free Lil Boozy. <laughs> Some dude wrote me whose Twitter avatar was him in jail <laughs> with his girlfriend. And he said, yo. He said, yo, you need to be quiet because Boozy a real nigga. That was a tweet from a few months ago. Today I tweet. Today I tweet. This morning. It was early. I'm feeling it. I say, hey. Yo, my man just woke up being like, I'm about to troll free little yeah, Boozy. I'm about, tweet, I'm about to tweet little Boozy. Today I tweet. Oh, my God. Today I tweet. Realistic situation, guys. Let's say Lil Boozy is free. How dangerous are the streets in the next few hours? Someone wrote me back immediately. They quoted my tweet, and in front of that, in all caps, they just put, Shut the fuck up. (laughs) They just don't, like, you can't. Lil Boozy, like, people, Lil Boozy is the real black Jesus, and I mean that. (laughs) You can't, you can talk, say what you want about actual Jesus, don't ever talk about Boozy. So when we, when we post this episode later, I can be like, Lil Boozy says, uh, Yasser Lester is the shiznit, and, uh, you know, here, we we interviewed Yasser Lester, who uh, Lil Boozy says is uh, I don't know uh, the the big uh, up and comer or the next uh, Eddie Murphy or something like that. Yeah, no, it, it, or Lil it, Lil Boozy's uh, favorite comedian Yasser Lester stopped by Stray Riffin. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe, but then again, people may also be like Boozy would never support him. You know what I mean? Like, people just uh, boozy it is, is hilarious on twitter like 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 somebody's like got a bot like waiting for mm-hmm. anything that says boozy and mm-hmm. they're like all right i'm a fucking attack no on and, and that's what it is and every single time like if you tweeted about little boozy someone no, i'm curious to, about that you, when you tweet this episode like, out tomorrow you've got to be like free little boozy yeah oh no absolutely. check me out on first check me out on straight no right. and you, you guys will have a million hits on Yo, this please. podcast no those are nice. i don't need that you know the thing is so fucking amazing though maybe is, we'll like, blow people's fucking minds. I really, like, to this day, I really don't know where the first free insert rapper here movement began. I feel like it really gained its, like, insert internet... what now? Uh, free insert rapper here oh, t-shirt oh, campaign. Oh, okay. I feel like it really hit its biggest stride, though, and, and why the internet identifies with it now. Again, going back to uh, free Curtis, OJ? not 50 Cent Mayfield, uh, with 50 <laughs> Cent when G-Unit was really popping oh, off. Oh, Free Yayo. That was- free Yayo was the big campaign. They had a man named Tony Yayo. Oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. You, don't you add that? I've heard that name. Yayo is. Yeah, Coke. Yes, okay. So, so, it, yes. so all of a sudden, you just had every time 50 Cent showed up anywhere, you had cats with free Yayo t shirts yep. on. And that shit just blew that up. Seems and to then Tony me, Yayo got a fucking album even out more of dangerous. that. He got an album deal out of that. And Tony Yayo is, first of all, a not respectable member of society no. and a hoodlum yeah. and not a good rapper. He's ter- no, he's a terrible rapper. <laughs> he's a terrible rapper. Tony's home. He needs That's the adjective terrible in front of him. So just so people know. <laughs> terrible Tony Yayo. Terrible Tony Yayo. But you just had it cast seems free Yayo and everyone be, got a free Yayo. It, it would be more dangerous to have free Yayo on a sign than free beer on a sign as far as riots for yeah. people looking for free drugs go. Yes. Why do you think the movement was so popular? That's 
what I'm saying. Like people are like, wait, you guys got some free yayo up in here? Because that shit's like, you know, yo, if you walked into a crowd of cats or some shit on the streets, free yayo, yo, everyone's gonna be on your side, dude. And especially if you have some yayo, that's what I'm saying. That seems like a dangerous proposition to yell out the streets. It will take us until maybe 2236, but eventually we will appreciate the free Tony Yayo movement as the greatest guerrilla marketing campaign that the United States of America has ever seen. That and Obama's grassroots campaign. You know, Obama phones. (laughs) It's so sad every time I see a white person post a conversation they've had about a black person using the word Obama phone because I'm like, please don't. Please don't legitimize that. So I should change my I should yeah, change no. my last Please name. Please don't pretend like we all believe that. I don't should change my last name to Blunts and then get put in prison. Oh God! Free let blunts. me tell you, and then I'd be the most popular. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something ever. right now. This Reverend Blunts, you no, blow up. They'd be like Mitchie, free Blunts everywhere. Yo, they'd be Mitchie like, Blunts would be the hottest fucking name in the industry forever. Mitchie Blunts. Mitchie Blunts. Are you oh, kidding? Man, yeah. Blunts. Here's the problem though: is I would let everybody down the moment I took the stage and no, didn't start no. and didn't start the sentence with yo no. yo yo no, Mitchie no, no, Blunts no. in the house. No, let me tell you something. You don't know people, how to work it, people, Mitch. people would be so behind the movement yeah. already. Yo, you, think you would just you rapping would be like you're like yeah Mitchie Blunts didn't have oh, the I'm best not flow. About rapping. I was talking about comedy. No, if you no, if no, you no. got up on stage and yelled Mitchie Blunts is in the building, you wouldn't have to say. Anything you wouldn't else even have to for say the a rest bit. of your life. You wouldn't life. have to say a bit, bro. You'd be you a could, You could do setups, and you could just walk off. Well, that's going to have to <laughs> be one of the, one you, of the, one of the free Mitch, the straight riffing t-shirts is going to have to say free Mitchie Blunts. Imagine this, right? Yasser goes on stage as the hype man's hype man, okay? Mm-hmm. Yasser's like, yo, yo, lose your mind. <laughs> lose your mind. I would. Are I you would ready? Are you ready? Oh, my God. And then, boom, hands in the mic to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, motherfuckers. <laughs> Are you really ready to lose uh, your mind? Mitchie Blunt is in the building. And then boom, 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 boom. Who's oh, ready yeah. to hear about my dick? Right, yeah. right, right. And they For like just, 30 minutes no, straight. And you're still backstage, right? They oh, can't yeah, even I'm hear sorry. you, son. You're just Mm-mm. saying that with your mic. Right. It's all yeah, wired okay. up, right? And yeah. then all of a sudden, me and y'all are just like, that's right, motherfuckers. Mitchie Blunt's dick. Talk half hour, let it loose, bitches. And then we just <laughs> drop some real, like, hardcore gangster, fucking, like, real Trent Reznor's custom made fucking music soundtrack shit. Or you... MOP's Annie Up. Annie okay. Up is the oh. greatest. Listen. Anybody in the world who walks out to anything with Annie up playing in the background won. You they won. won. <laughs> Wait, beat of all time. Yeah. You ain't never heard. Mo- I will need to look this now, up. Yeah, now you can see that. how Quincy Jones. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Quincy I'm Jones sorry. Jones. I mean, all people, all white. I feel like we have reached a place now. now I tweeted. Quincy. I tweeted a lyric for Annie up one day on an airplane ride. Right by the time that I got done, my man Harry Rose had just tweeted. Or he, he he fucking it was on Facebook. He just wrote back any up and i was like yes we've done it we've bridged the gap we're close to post-racial okay you are not on the post-racial bandwagon and you need to get your shit together you're not any up everybody in his defense this podcast is 50 percent black tonight it was like did he not declare himself the hood cousin are you gonna be the hood cousin and not know about i think he meant hood hood like he's a hood like he's a scumbag he didn't mean hood like he was in the trap though oh man you know what i mean i don't even know what i meant anymore do you know what the trap is mitch listen no, I don't. But no, here's the thing: he, ha- you do know, really like a, a, trap, a, trap, a, trap a trap house is like a drug house. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's, right. It's, it's a trap. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. trap. Uh, yeah, you gonna get out? I gotcha. I gotcha. You know, yeah. You already trapped you, yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 you well, can't get out. You can't get out. It's the trap. That's what I call strip clubs. 
Yeah, see, that's what black people okay. call everyday life. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean the for fact me. That you call I'm, a strip <laughs> club. No, no, you. No, no. I mean that. I mean that for the Mitchie strippers. Blunts ain't gonna blow up, son. Yeah. If that's what it's you be very calling. unfortunate what strip clubs do to women. Um, you know, uh, because it's like, well, it's very easy money. It's really, really big money. And uh, you know, women I've known, it's that's actually it's, a really good. It point. is a very trap. For women, strip clubs are the trap. It's a trap because it's like. Look, I remember I I, Damn, I, son. I made a point of not ever dating strippers, Damn. but I dated a girl you once who Kim's became mind. a stripper while we were dating. I talked about this on the Whoa. Anthony and Melanie episode. She became a stripper while we were dating, and I was like, I really wish you wouldn't do that. And it wasn't like, oh, I own your body. I was like, if you want to do porn, like I'm fucking fine. Right. I don't yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. But like the problem with stripping is that it it makes shitloads of money in cash. Very right. quickly. So you're not going to uh you're not gonna claim that on your taxes. Right. I know that. No, I mean it's usually a, And it's not gonna probably go in the bank. Let's be I mean right. a lot of you know especially mean? if you're a younger uh, a female, you're usually well, well, one in of immense the, debt of some kind. Right. And you're in, like, in this I can case, do this. She wasn't she was working she was working restaurant jobs, which is a very easy okay. hop, um, skip, and a jump to right, stripper yeah, because, actually, like, yeah, she lives on I tips. Yeah. So yeah. one of the biggest fights we ever got into was, excuse me, as you know, I make websites and I was like having trouble finding like you know reliable clients or even a fucking like full time job or whatever have you. And uh, and we got into a a, a, just a a fight because she was paying the bills and I was still looking for a job and and doing like side jobs wherever I could get them and uh, and I said listen uh, if I could just walk into a club and fucking shake my titties around and give fifty bucks I'd do that but I have to fucking actually use talent and right. you know go to work and that was that was not a you know Poor choice. but that's the, but them's the facts she literally yeah. like. I didn't realize it because you know I, I never really dated a stripper before. But to to in in her case, it was literally she just walked into a club and was like, "I'd like to you know get a job here, whatever." There's no application, there's no resume. It's right. like you're renting the stage. Okay, right. it's fifty bucks to dance. So you get up on stage, you pay fifty bucks, you can go up and dance. Right. They don't give a shit after yeah. they after you give them fifty bucks, they don't give a fuck what you do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the night, you tip out to the security guard, whatever right. have you. But if you don't make any money after that first dance, you just you would probably just go home because now right. you owe money. Right. And so uh, that's it. There's no process. And I was like, I've never had a job where I can just make five hundred dollars in a night. But you without, also haven't had without a job that any would... without any like any qualifications. Right. You know what I mean? As but... a comedian, you couldn't walk into the improv and be like, "Yo, let me up on stage." Yeah, and but like no it's one, fifty bucks. It's totally right. different. It's not even a, a anywhere near of a same comparison because there's no demand for comedy like there is. I'll grant you that. that. There's also not the same level of uh, danger and uh, of a threat. You know menace in the sense of well i mean you're not really worried about walking out to your fucking car after well i will say in the the case in the cases of if you are doing comedy it's not because you're in some sort of destitute place right economically it's it's because you're trying to get out of that well yeah i mean okay okay that's fair you're in a destitute (laughs) now she wasn't but but comedy's not going to get you out of it in the specifics in this particular case and a lot of a lot of strip clubs these days have like a separate lot for just the girls. That's usually like underground and things like that, and they have security yes, there. But we still know. That I know. I know. I'm saying in the case where she I mean, was they only at, that's need not the that case. because yeah. it's so fucking absolutely. Right. I'm not. And yeah. again, it's a trap. It's a bear. It's a bad idea because it's tra- so easy to make that money, and God, it's like any job that would make you, <laughs> any job that would make you the kind of money that you make at a strip club is going to take fucking years. Right. 
to get to that point. Like, you're going to have to go to college. You're going to have to fucking work your ass off for a long time. Any number of things. And it's like, in the meanwhile, these these women, that's not the case. They're like, I'll just strip. And they'll they'll say, like, oh, I'm going to go to college or whatever have you. They get out of college and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to keep on stripping because this is not making the money even after all the work I did in college. I'll keep on stripping. And a lot of times what ends up happening is they do it until they physically can't do it anymore, like in their fucking mid-40s. Or... You know, some rich guy comes along and is like, hey, I'll fucking buy you out of this job. And it's a terrible, terrible trap. So that's my problem with strip clubs or the, uh, stripping as, a, as an industry. I feel like that sort of sums up a bit of the trap. I mean, that's yeah, what the yeah. trap is. So anyway, that's why I would call strip clubs a trap. Not for myself because I don't you, like strip clubs. Did you get your eyebrows pierced at the exact same time or at two different times? Uh, I thought you got different times. Different times? Yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, I... I, I I wanted to get them. I wanted to get them both done at the same time, um, but I didn't have enough money on me at the time. So I got the one done, and then I was like, and then I learned about a vertical bridge would be the piercing in the center here that I used to have a little spike. And I was like, you know what I should do is get two spiked eyebrow piercings and then get the vertical bridge spike, and then I'd have this cool ass three spike thing. So I went somewhere and got the other at the same time the vertical bridge and the other eyebrow done, and I was like. That's a good look. And I stuck with it for years. And then I just, I, I got tired of, once again, tired of fucking answering questions. So I right. took the vertical bridge out just so people would leave me the fuck alone. Right. Um, but I mean, I had that, you know. I can't really imagine you with a vertical bridge. I have pictures. It's kind of weird. Actually, I, 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 number I one, I, I want to see those. And uh... <laughs> well, we're about out of time, but um, uh, I mean, if you, if you want to hang out a bit, yeah, we, no, I, I we have to record some uh, bonus stuff for uh, our two weeks off. And we don't have a lot of bonus stuff. Yeah, we got plenty of bonus stuff. What are you talking about? You'd think. But I, I looked the archives, and uh, we don't. We yeah, don't. We, bonus stuff. we don't. We, we don't have that much. Well. So <laughs> I'll explain to you what we do have. I'll explain to you after this what we do have, well, and then we can, we, we can come up with a topic the for the, uh, the bonus. Apparently. Yasser, Lester, where can people find you other than your amazing Twitter, which is at... Y a s s i r underscore l e s t e r. Where else can people find you? Loads of suburban white girls. Uh, tons of them. Uh, okay, so I, I don't really do the Facebook casually. thing. Okay. So yeah, you, you do not do Facebook at all. Nah. I tried to find you on there to tag you for a post, and you were just a fucking. Nah. You wrote one yeah, post, and it was like, "Hey guys." Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. it. I, because here's the thing: like, I had so many people, so many comics started adding me, and I, I'm not popular by any means. But like, the problem with comics is that. Then they start asking you to go to all these different gigs, and you're like, yeah. I'm not going to that. Well, the, the thing is that they start asking you where they should go. And it's like, why uh, don't you just do the work like I did? You know what I mean? Like, it's not <laughs> it's not that hard. You just go to places, and then you ask them. They either say yes or no, and then you go on to the next place. Or you, you just describe something that's actually very hard for a lot of people. Yeah, but I mean, at this You point, mean I have to work? I got to yeah, talk to people? Exactly. And be rejected? <laughs> exactly. Well, there's Twitter. Listen, uh, I was I'm told I was there. a special little flower. Fl- I have got to be vulnerable? I'm not right. doing that shit. <laughs> There's a Twitter, which uh, is probably the most accessible. My, you can catch me on my email. Yes at him at Yasser on the Twitter, and uh, you should definitely do that. Yeah. Twitter, All right. You got any shows coming up? People can um, see you. Man. You also do some some writing as well, too, right? I do. I write on a YouTube show. Oh, yeah. I should probably plug that. I write on a YouTube show. <laughs> 
called uh, Breakdown, and that's B-R-K-D-W-N. It's a nigga show, so there's no consonants. And uh, <laughs> every day we... Uh, we it's also the know. internet. They take yeah, out exactly. All, they take out a lot we of vowels a, on the you know, internet. We take, cool. we take a, a hilarious take on the news. You can check us out on YouTube. I, I co-host uh, every few episodes or so, but it's hosted by the phenomenal John Scarlett and Cynthia Luciette and uh, directed by the great Why have Wes we not Armstrong. been featured on the show? Uh, I can get you guys on if you guys want to do Breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Breakdown. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was voice cut. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. when I'm being real. No, when I'm being real, my voice goes high. A lot of people when they're lying, but I'm like, no, they're going to go high. I mean, if you want to die, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, can, you can find me on my email. It's just yasserlester at gmail.com. My cell phone number is 424-212-9693. All right. Did you really cut it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? Text me. Text more me. See fun. what's going on. Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero. Yeah, but uh, no, that's it. And uh, you line. know, we're uh, I'm at, at shows all the time. If well, you sig, literally, just ask me where I am, and I'll tell you where I am, and okay. you can come see shows. Uh, I don't. To be <laughs> honest, the worst part, I never yeah, remember worst, my schedule. I'm not even kidding. Worst if, internet if, marketing campaign if, ever. Teddy, just ask me where I'm at, motherfucker. No, I'm just saying. Like, had had Teddy not. Been last Thursday, been like, hey, you're doing straight riffing again. I completely would have forgotten about this. I, I never been, put things in my, Yasser knows, my calendar. Yasser knows I've been pestering him for months now. Yeah, I'm just like we have. We I have I have it's, I was texting the wrong number mm-hmm. for months because I thought it was him. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so sorry to whoever it was, and I was like, hey, motherfucker, I'm coming on the show. <laughs> and then finally, Yasser was like, hey, dude, I got a different phone. Yeah, number. So I was like, March. my bad. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my Which, bad. by the way, in my defense, I looked up. at my cell phone. And so when you texted me like, hey, I've been trying to contact you. like you That was my first show? text, wasn't it? It wasn't. I had a text before that, which was me telling you my new number, which means you didn't save it. Boom, boom, boom. Don't you dare. No, I swear. I sent it to you. I said there was there was like seven to ten people oh, particularly. Okay, damn. that's it. <laughs> Mitchie Blunts is in the building. <laughs> My boy Teddy T. We do it. What you big. got coming up? Oh, Illuminati triangles shit. all day. Oh. Golden lions. <laughs> behold a pale horse, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, behold a pale horse. My boy Will oh, Cooper. Oh god, damn son. Oh man. Graham Hancock. And oh, we will shit, build a mountain. Son. Yeah, right. And this mountain. All right, go ahead. Uh, I'm at Flappers this Thursday, the twentieth. Uh, Jose Chavez putting on the end of the year show. Uh, holiday comedy con carne, so uh, check it out there. Thursday night, I'll be doing a set. Uh, and then Sunday, so, uh, Sunday, the improv, 9 p.m. Men's Comedy Club, uh, hosting there. So, uh, come check us out, Mitch. Uh, I got to be on I got a uh, Saturday, uh, at uh, Formosa, I'll be performing. And uh, that'll be my last show in town uh, until 2013. So check that out as well. Good night, bitches. Thanks for listening to Straight Riffin'. You can catch all past and future episodes of Straight Riffin' on the official website, riffin.net, R-I-F-F-I-N.net. Keep in mind, we do air live every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. That's 10 p.m. to midnight for you East Coasters. You can actually watch that right on Facebook, on our fan page, facebook.com slash straightriffin'. Like us, check out the Ustream page. You can even chat while we're doing the show. That's how we interact with the fans. We thank you so much for listening. Check out Riffin.net. Buy my album. Buy Teddy's album. We'll catch you again next time. It ripped the fuck on, bitches.